and welcome back to Scav Talk, everyone. Today's episode is going to be a little bit different. Uh, we're going to discuss at the start a couple of various tidbits and topics and a little bit of news in Escape from Tarkov, and then we're going to close out with a kind of a discussion about keys in Escape from Tarkov. Do they suck? Are they heckin' poggers, bro? Stay tuned. <laughs> Giga, straight to you. <laughs> we've got it. We've got it. We've got to. We've got to work on our intros. I just, yeah, we're, it's it's real professional. It's it's, it's good stuff. It's good stuff. Yeah, dude. I, there's not a huge amount of stuff that's been going on in in Tarkiland um, recently. So yeah, we thought we'd just kind of mix it up a little bit and talk about something else. And at the start, especially, and I wanted to talk a little bit about um, a few things. So in particular, I didn't. I think did I mention it last time? I might have like a a a key for the cod beta i was like oh i might have i might have oh, one yeah, i think you, know, you did yeah. I mean, maybe i did mention it or whatever and then i was like i saw on twitter people being like oh let's fire up this thing and like see what's going on i was like are people playing on console or whatever and i just like check my emails just like oh there's the code oh whoops so I just, like missed it just like in my oh. emails just like waiting so i realized today so i was like oh i better download this thing um so i haven't had a huge amount of time to play it but did you I played, apply like, for two it? rounds well it was through because now i'm getting um some sponsorship stuff like I've got I actually got an agency to do that oh, stuff cool. for me, which is cool. Um and so they got a key for me. So I was like, oh that's that's pretty neat actually. That's really cool. And it's like a rel- relatively recent well it's it's actually been a long time in it's been a long time coming because I've been with them for like a while. Mm-hmm. But it takes a while for these things to kind of like to feed to feed into the pipeline sure. and stuff. Like it's just tricky. So I've been like waiting for like a while. Um so like the first big one was this like outplayed thing. That we're doing for like the video capture stuff because I'm just like, oh, this is actually pretty cool. And you see, it's on like quite a few of my vids because we've got kind of like a longer term thing, which is like pretty awesome. It's like something I couldn't negotiate on my own, so that's that's pretty good. But anyway, as part of that, they're like, oh, we've got some keys. Would you like a key? I was like, yeah, I'd love a key because uh, I used to play the original Modern Warfare. Um, and I've seen like a lot of people talking about it, and uh, there has been some funny tweets actually. I've seen people saying like, oh, it's hilarious watching Tarkov players try to play cards and like low low peak corners <laughs> and all this stuff, but um. Yeah. I, I played so I've like hardly played at all. I played like literally two rounds. It was very very quick. I played one team deathmatch and one. I think it's called domination in cards, like the capturing the three, um, the ABC flags, and uh, it, it was I, I enjoyed it. It was fun. It was it was good actually. It was good. Uh, it's it's kind of what I remember it from playing the original card. Like I, that's the thing. I don't expect it to be Taki. So right. it's it's no real surprise um in some ways actually I was kind of surprised how I I actually thought it was going to be I think maybe because I was prepared. For this in my head i thought it was going to be more arcadey than it was to be able to just speed jump around corners and all sorts of stuff but there is some kind of you can't insta ads it's a, there is a little delay and here i mean hip firing cod just doesn't work at all like the, the cone is yeah. like 45 degrees yeah. it's like you know a typical shotgun cone in, a, in an arcade shooter when you're shooting with the like it's just, just it just mm-hmm. goes everywhere it's completely bonkers unless you're really really close to somebody which is something you have to get out of a little bit the muscle memory I mean, I'm not a great point shooter in Tarkov, and even even in Tarkov, though, over five meters for sure, you're definitely going to point fire somebody. Whereas in COD, even like five meters, is, it's a bit of a stretch. You will only yeah. hit them probably thirty percent of the time. Um, but yeah, despite that, I mean, it just it felt pretty good. And one thing that I noticed, it actually stuck out to me, was how good the animations looked from like my opponents and, and things. Like it just looked really slick. And uh, Tarkov's actually getting there, to be fair, um, especially with the latest update on how things look but it did look really really slick people looked real when they're coming around corners and mm-hmm. the way that they balance on their feet and stuff it just looked it just looked real nice mm. um 
So that was cool. But yeah, I actually enjoyed myself. I'm looking forward to playing a little bit more of it, actually. Uh, they give you a ridiculous... I'm not even sure what kind of gun. It looks sort of like an M4. It's like some insane gun with a P90 mag stuck in the top. Oh, yeah. Um, which I think I've seen people reference around being like, oh, Tarkov needs some like 5.7 M4s or whatever. But I mean, it's, 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 it looks nuts. And the 50 round mag is insane until you realize that like it's COD and it takes like eight shots to kill anybody. <laughs> They're just like spraying at them with this thing. Um, but I was, um, I was like the weapon modding system and things like that. I didn't actually get to use it yet because oh, I just, right. I go straight in. I just play, I just literally played two rounds and I just used, Two like there was four presets. There okay. was the the standard M4 type thing, um, and then this weird this weird like P90 dealy. Then there was a shotgun one which I didn't bother using, and then the fourth one which I didn't notice at the beginning is a um, AK74U build oh. or loadout, which is my personal favorite gun in mm-hmm. COD. Um, mm-hmm. It always mm-hmm. used to be my favorite in the original Modern Warfare. Um, and so I was like, ah, oh. so I was like, all right, let's just go back to this and. Uh, Dude, it slaps. It's it feels so good. <laughs> it was I actually kind of like stepped up a little bit once I had that. I was like, this actually feels decent, just like sprinting around the map and and nice. It's, it's 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 nice. It's nice. I like it. I mean, some of the mechanics are the same as the last time. Oh, I can't even remember when I played last actually. But you know, you have like the double tap, so you sprint with the gun up kind of thing. But you only have it for a short burst, and but you don't have any stamina. So it's quite. It feels quite freeing. You know, you you can do what you want to do, but and there's you can get a speed boost, but there's you know, it's limited. But it doesn't make you sort of stand still and wheeze to death like something like Taki does. So it feels, I don't know, it's, it's kind of refreshing in some ways. So I, I, I enjoyed it. I had fun. It's cool. I had fun. Um, I'm, gu- I'm guessing you're not like pre-ordering it or anything. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm, I'm definitely curious about DMZ. That's like my most peak interest. Mm. So I'm definitely Which I guess like, will be free anyway, so. Yeah, so in that case, I'll just kind of wait and see and yeah, yeah. we'll see. Yeah, I think so. I mean, for me, I would quite like to get back into it a little bit before DMZ mm-hmm. comes out, just so I can give it a fair trial. Because I think if I'm, I mean, it depends on person to person, but I feel like if I'm playing that, I want to be focused on that and not going like, oh, this is cold. It feels weird, you know, and I'm trying to learn all the, all the, we'll just get used to the new mechanics. Because I haven't played another shooter for ever, for like so long. It's been such a long time since I've played another shooter. Um, so you kind of got to get it to feel good a bit and then go, right, go to yeah. DMZ with it feeling normal. So, so we'll see. Um, we'll see. I'm, I'm looking forward to when that comes out properly and then we can try that and see what the mechanics are like. And I, it does feel weird thinking about DMZ going from running around corners, doing like domination mode and how fast paced it feels. Mm-hmm. Trying to translate that gunplay onto yeah dmz mode i don't know how well it will will work um but we'll we'll see i don't know maybe it'll end up just being like huge dmr snipers kind of thing yeah i don't know who knows <laughs> i don't really know i don't really know um the only other thing that like non-tarkov related that i wanted to mention before we started because i thought it was interesting is uh, i do keep my eye out for um some of the really similar games and i saw that road to vostok has they're going to be doing their public. I think it was supposed to be sooner, but they were doing their public test. I saw on on Twitter, but he's. I think the guy has because it's literally just one dude making Road to Vostok. Which for anybody who hasn't heard of it, it's it's basically going to be like a single player sort of Tarkov esque game. So I guess a bit like Russia twenty. What was it? Twenty twenty eight or something? Something um, like that. Yeah. They actually want to make so it's going to be more like that because it's single player. 
Um, but it's Tarkov-ish, and there's risky zones, and you lose your stuff and die, and blah, blah, blah. So I don't know whether it's sort of a Tarkov-Stalker kind of combo, but it's I don't think it's like sci-fi-y or anything like that. Um, so we'll see. But anyway, the, their public, the first public test, uh, it's not going to be anything extensive, but there's a whole, just basically a test of all the mechanics. Should be coming pretty soon. So I've actually just remembered to go and like wish list it on steam so that i i see when it comes out because i would be i would like to have a fiddle around with it and just see how it how it plays and see what the mechanics are that they put in because i think it would be i don't know yeah it's just it's just cool to see what people are up to um yeah but that's it really i mean uh have you seen like are you following road to vostok at all like i've seen a couple of the dev vlogs i haven't watched everything very briefly like youtube mm. suggests it some people in the discord will mention it i mean it Generally speaking, yeah, single player games don't really pique my interest. Now, mm. that's a very broad generalization. Story games are they can be good and um very like satisfying and some like I don't roguelikes or roguelites, if you will. Those games kinda like also interest me because they have they can bring a lot of replayability. Yeah. Um so yeah, we'll see. I mean, it kind of depends what's happening at the time, whether or not I'll try it. But I mean, it could be it could be fun, you know, something to do while yeah. uh, Streets is being developed. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> I just exactly, exactly. I've just gone back. I've just gone back and actually found their tweet on on Twitter about about what they're doing. So they're saying if all this goes as planned, then he wanted to do it at the end of the week. This is on the fifteenth, so I think it's taking a bit longer. It's like he's uploaded it and it's in for review. So he says like the public demo feature list one is, um. A procedural control, I'm not even sure what that means. I guess maybe it's terrain. He's got like movement, inertia, weapon collision, weapon handling, arm stamina, inventory, containers, loot, item mm. placement, time, time weather, post-processing, rendering, AI spawner, dual render scopes, random barricades, flashlights, lasers, campfires and lights, radio and television, ground caches, uh, demo sandbox level, demo village map, a random map event, and then like he's got one pistol, an SMG, a shotgun, three assault rifles, and two other kinds of rifles. So that's what they're that's what he's testing on this first one. It's quite a lot of stuff. Yeah, it sounds like it's got a pretty good <laughs> pretty good foundation there. Yeah. So we'll see. I mean, there's obviously things that are inspired by other stuff. You know, Grand Cash is, is mm-hmm. very Tarkov. So it's 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 cool. It's cool. It'll be it'll be interesting. It could be kind of like a chill game if you want to yeah. play a sort of Tarkov vibe type game, right. but you don't want to be playing like sweaty multiplayer eighties. Mm-hmm. You know, inertia of avoidance, bunny hop simulator that is EFT <laughs> occasionally when you're playing it multi. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. That could be fun. I think that could be fun. We did get uh, an update from BSG. I swear, like, once a week, they always post some Twitter posts where they have, like, four pictures, four stills of mm. something, you know, people in the office, like, guys, quick. Move your fingers up and down like you're typing on the keyboard. <laughs> <laughs> but this time, it seems like they were possibly teasing something because it was all in-game renders, and there was a shot of interchange, two shots of interchange, one on reserve at the train station, another one in factory, and people were suggesting that this looks like a lighting change. Um, which did you see one peg's video? He he. he put out a video, I think it was in regards to this, but he talked about how 
PSG was supposedly trying to work on Unity 2020 implementation and ETS, blah, blah, blah. Did you, did you see any of that stuff? Um, I've seen it, yeah. And I also thought that it was going to be a lighting type tease. That's what I mean. Immediately I thought it because it, it looks like it based on the shots that they've picked. So they've picked. Yeah, I've got it up now. There's there's a big light in the first one, and it's shining on the gun. I mean, maybe it's done for for effect, but it's like shining on the gun. It's shining on the the platform, the sort of the panel things. So you think, okay, okay, maybe it's lighting. Then the next one, this is the one that struck me the most because originally, originally I thought, oh yeah, there's gonna be a lighting patch or a lighting tease for something that they're fixing. The second one, you can see the light actually propagating down properly from the light in the ceiling yeah and i thought okay maybe this is something different and then after reading some of the comments and then going back and looking at the pictures i thought i still can't see the ends of the hallways in the mall there's still a lot of fog in reserve through the train station in the distance i wish they'd just get rid of that stuff and then the last one is just a bunch of dudes eating stuff in factories (laughs) then i was thinking "Hmm, maybe I'm, i'm not sure actually yeah, I'm know. I'm not sure. I mean, I was looking. This is uh, this is the crazy thing because I went in that second picture on, on that's the interchange. We're just standing by the hole in the floor that leads to the gar- garage. Um, mm. I was like, mm, I basically what you were saying because the first one as well. Like, I felt like everything looked very samey, um, in terms of lighting. But what caught my eye was the second one. It was like very like okay, yeah, it's still very foggy in the distance. And interchange kind of has this issue, but um, so I went and offline tested it. Of course, it was raining, but funnily enough, the rain, the way it affects the lighting, I I guess maybe it's that's not the best way to say it. The rain produces sort of a fog effect, which affects the lighting because the light passes through the fog and tries to simulate that experience in real life, so it kind of like blooms out. Um, you could yeah. say. And it almost makes it look better <laughs> when it's raining <laughs> on interchange. And then, like, oh yeah, because I posted it in the Discord, so I just thought it was really weird how different it looked. So yeah, it's like it's almost like it's brighter when it's raining, <laughs> like the lights are bright, like everything around yeah. is kind of brighter. But then when it's not raining in the day, everything's darker. But it's like looks a little less foggy, which is kind of weird. But it's. It's so weird. So definitely it looks like the there is something being changed. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure I don't in all my hours of playing interchange, I don't recall lighting shining down from that window to the hole in the floor like that. Like I'm pretty positive that's not how interchange works at all when it comes to lighting. So I think that is something new. We'll see. I I still think like, I guess they're trying to create some type of realistic feeling where you know you're outside in a bright area looking inside to a dark area that exits into another lit area so there's like fog with the light coming in hitting i don't know i mean mm. i i, I am kind of in agreement with you i kind of wish they would just like reduce all of that by a, a large amount like either like make it you know if you want it to be foggy on certain weather conditions fine but just like in general why is there like a inside a building why is there just like a dirty freaking smoky mirror effect going on like it's so weird too because i noticed at the front of the mall if you look towards the goshen tents there's this one pillar that's got like a ladder in front of it 
And for whatever reason, the ladder... I guess it's not illuminated. Like, nothing's illuminating it, right? But at distance, the fog sort of, like, encapsulates it. But the way the game works is it makes the ladder black. <laughs> so there's just, like, this black ladder sticking out against, like, this basically white background because there's so much fog. It's so weird. But I, I just... I wish they would... Oh, man, yeah. That would that'd make Interchange such a more pleasant map for everybody it's a good map yeah yeah the lighting is just so it's just so weird like the fog just needs to go i don't know i don't know what it is about about the fog it's just i I feel like the fog is too much even even outside where it's like bearable and it's okay this the visibility is still not high enough like unless it's actually pouring it down with rain and you're kind of in a cloud you can normally you can see further than that irl like even when things even when it's raining it's just weird. I don't know why there's so much. <laughs> I don't know why there's weird. so much. Yeah, I, don't, I get it. But hopefully we'll get something on that. Um, it's just annoying when you go, well, you only get one out of eight raids or something where you can actually snipe properly. Especially if you're trying to play Lighthouse and those kind of maps. You're thinking, God, it's like... If it's raining, it's fair enough. I, don't, I kind of don't mind if it's raining. Right. And almost in some ways, if they want it to be foggy, every now and then... I kind of wish that it was like it was in that event where it's like yeah. actually foggy. You right, know? right. Rather than just like this horrible in-between all the time. It's like you can't see over 20 meters. Like you're yeah. just, that's it. Um, like it, that every now and then is kind of interesting. Obviously yeah. you want it all the time. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's just it's just annoying. Like very occasionally you get those like clear days, you know, you can just see from and you're looking out at the landscape and you're like, oh my God, it looks so good. And yeah. why can't it be like that more often? Um, but yeah, inside it's definitely weird. Oh, I don't know. Some people are talking about beards as well, but I think it's just the chin oh. strap of the man. <laughs> yeah, I did see that. Yeah. I was like, beards? What? <laughs> it's like, beards are coming to Darko. It's like, no, the dude's got a chin strap. Sure, isn't that just the way that it is? It's his helmet. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's the case as well. But it yeah. could be beards, Giga. Even more beards. Could be beards. <laughs> that's, that's the... <laughs> That's what people get excited about nowadays. Oh my gosh, you guys, they're adding beards. What? They're adding a, adding a new beard model. Facial it's hair not even, It's not even uh, Glockwe works. It's, it's beards now. <laughs> oh. oh, boy. So, yep. I wanted to talk about... Like, we're both followers of the podcast. And... Over the, the past couple of weeks, we have been talking on and off about the telecom economy. And last time, we actually almost got to a depressed stage of there's so many things you need to change. I'm not even sure if I want to talk about it kind of state, which I don't know. I think the, the issue is, is that I mean, maybe I, maybe I'm speaking out of turn for both of us. But like for me, at least, I found it hard to put into words how I want. Like, like there's a way that I feel that the game should be more like. But it's yeah. not completely hardcore. But it's also not what we have right now. And we yeah. kind of have so we've talked about this for a long time. That we know that the traders are part of the problem. It's not just the fleet. Yeah. Something about the traders that is, is problematic. I've talked about it with my chat as well, about how I just think the trader unlocks mechanic just feels kind of dumb. Like you can't access something ever. And then you do one quest or you get to a certain milestone and now you can access it every every reset forevermore. Right. Right. You know, and it's it's not fun, and it means that people don't run out, or they run out of stuff to work towards, and they have an endless supply of things. Mm-hmm. So 
the end game gets boring and stale and people get bored. But this week, the podcast guys were talking about the economy quite heavily. And there's a, the whole section, if you haven't listened to it, there's a whole section, probably it's about 40 minutes to an hour in. It's like that whole segment. And they're talking about it. And actually, it's interesting because like Veritas was having a very similar issue to the one that we were having, which was that he kind of had in his mind what he wanted mm-hmm. to describe, but couldn't really because it was just, it's, it's difficult to put it properly. But I actually think that those guys nailed it last week. They, they, they nailed it. And I am kind of happy in some ways because it was like pretty much what I was thinking, but couldn't put into words properly. Um, and it was primarily about finding more stuff in raid and less stuff on the traders slash the flea, but pr- primarily the traders. Because the thing is, if you well, I, I guess you do need this stuff off the flea as well. But it's about finding finding stuff in raid, which is mm-hmm. has always been the thing, right? And we've talked about this a billion times about player driven goals. Yeah. But I think that the way that it ended up being described was really was really cool because, like, you end up with Stuff in raid, like actual guns and things like that, in proper loot pools. On the traders, you have various other things like, like mounts and connecting pieces and stuff like that. So you can actually connect one thing to another thing. It's not very, it's not very fun to be going looking for you know the QARS rail if you've got four yeah. grips and you've got the the rail piece. Like maybe it, or maybe they maybe they spawn together or something, right? Like we said. Yeah, um, I mean it. it could it could be depending on what it be. is it could be but anyway that was kind of like the, the sort of the basic premise right. um there's like oh, there was just so there was so much in there that like every time they were like going through the next stage of the, the argument and i was just like oh yes yes i agree yes i agree mm-hmm. yes i agree this is so good and i actually even like wrote down some of the stuff that they said so they kind of got to the, the point of talking about having these the weapons in raid and jesse was basically like you know what's crazy about this idea what this does is it compresses things if you're a Chad. It makes it harder for you to get meta stuff because you can't buy it all the time. You have to find this stuff. And if you're new to the game, it makes it easier. And Veritas is like, yeah, because now you actually have a chance of getting it. That's, that's what I meant. This is what I meant yeah. when I was, like trying to figure out all this stuff before. And Jesse was like, yeah, if you're level nine and this is your first wipe, there's no way you're getting your hands on the meta SR25 unless you get really lucky with a grenade throw. Because now you might be able to find it. Like, it was just, oh my God. It was, yeah. it was basically it's kind of the culmination of like a lot of a lot of things that we've talked about as well but put really nicely i i, I just yeah. i really honestly i really enjoyed it i think they actually really nailed it I, i'd really do and the thought process kind of came out naturally and live as well and it just it makes so much sense for it to go in that direction and exactly as they were saying you're not actually removing things from the game you're redistributing and rebalancing the things that are in the game. So you don't need to yes. have less M4s or less RDs or less mutants. You're just redistributing them so that the chads are running less of them because they're in raid and the guys who are low level have more because they're just in the world. So it rebalances and redistributes. It's just such a, it's such a good concept and vibe if you can balance that loophole correctly. And like you may say... You going back to like the S the meta SR argument. But I could say, well, currently you could find all the parts and build it yourself, right? You just have to get good, you know. In theory, like, in theory, yeah, sure. Um, but whereas the chat, he doesn't have to do any of that. 
you just click buttons and you every raid you spawn in with the meta kit like every raid and this is like i know it's said a million times but it's an oversimplification of the problem but it, it i think it's like it, it's like the core of it right it's like once you reach once you climb the progression ladder it essentially is caught with extra steps because you instead of like i mean in cod right they got a progression system where you unlock attachments and stuff but you don't have to spend rubles there's not like a currency right so like yeah. you could say well you gotta maintain your money if i ever need to do that i can just scav raid hide out like there's so many different ways to like make that a non-issue and if you're already at the top there's a good chance you probably have a decent amount of money and at that point you're just constantly clicking buttons on the traders just to build your kit like i would you know i know veritas talked about an an idea where it's like a create a class preset system where you just you know you set everything up you save it you click the button it buys everything it puts all on your character you're good to go and like Yes, I do, like, as the game stands currently, that would be a good feature, but the direction that's, like, pushing the game towards is, like, why even have rubles, you know what I mean? Why even, like, loot stuff, you know? It's just, that's kind of my thing, is, like, the game is so, like, halfway in between two different things. It's, like, just give me arena at this point. Like, I, I just, like, every wipe, I'm, like, just dying for, like, some type of, like, meaningful progression and like it gets a little a little bit better every wipe but it's still like the same core issues and uh, it's just it's really frustrating because there's i don't know I, f- I feel like there's things they could do but i don't know if bsg wants to tackle this type of stuff like how high it's on their priority list i mean like for example you know they could spawn more guns like v and jesse were saying right but that yep. means they would have to like go into the map, find the like, okay, what makes sense logically where we can spawn a gun here? Let's set up a bunch of different random uh roles on different attachments on this gun to spawn here. Like it's 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 not exactly like, okay, yeah, we will ban the M1A off the flea. You know what I mean? Like that's a really yep. easy check mark for them to do. So that's the thing, it's like I just like that's why like I'm not super desperate to like discuss this type of stuff because like you could go into a bunch of details but i think it ends up becoming like a such a big undertaking that would rather it be like a massive like well-documented thing um because even like the loot pools like you know they they were saying or you were saying it's like you know you could just get rid of all the like rail attachments and like gas blocks because you can't do anything with them when you loot them in raid right yeah they're just useless so, like, you could throw those out of loophole, and that would help some, but there's still a ton of, like, weapon parts loopholes. So, like, it just, it kind of makes it, like, it's a lot of work can you do, and, like, the way the game works, there's, like, three weapon crates. They get to be, like, very, like, practical and logical about, like, okay, in the giant weapon, weapon crate, this is going to spawn more often, like, armors and, you know, maybe, like, I don't know, whatever. And then, like, in the, the small 2x5, this will, like, always spawn, like, 2x5 guns or or smaller, you know, and this other type of weapon box would always spawn, like, mods. Like, you can make it more, like, uh... What's the word I'm looking for? Like, dynamic? systematic. Yeah, I guess dynamic. I mean, not really dynamic. Maybe it's systematic. Yeah. To where, like, you... 
you can feel like you're making more meaningful decisions instead of constantly, you know, pulling the slot machine every time you open this open crate. Because, dude, it's like sucks so bad looting weapon crates because the pools are so big. Yeah. And one out of like a hundred, you find something that's good. And by good, I mean it sells for a lot in the flea market. <laughs> exactly. So. Well, this is the thing, though, right? Then there's only a few of those items. There's really not that many. And it's exactly what you said last week, which was you said, I hate selling weapons parts on the flea. Yeah. Because partly because there's so many and there's so many junk things, you know, if you've got any of the intermediate handguards, there's about seven. People hardly buy them and they take ages to clear. And you have to put them way under the trader price to actually get them to sell. Like there's only a few things you can actually sell at a decent level and that's because it's it's part of gunsmith or it's some meta attachment you know like I'm, i managed to get one of those 14 inch sai handguards the other day mm-hmm. from one weapons crate i was like oh nice it's like a cool 90k no problem um but other than that you end up with too much junk and you just don't bother taking it so yeah it, it's it's tricky it's tricky but the thing is like yeah it's exactly there was another couple of things i wrote down which yeah. um which which they were talking about, which is exactly relating to this precisely. And it's exactly what you were saying, like COD with extra steps was described really nicely by Veritas, where he said, like, what is the problem with having too much money? And he said, it's being able to buy the specific experience that you want, i.e. the weapon yeah. that you like, it feels familiar and does a lot of damage, etc. And that was like a really good way of putting it. Um, and as he said, right, <clears throat> he said, finding the good and cool stuff and using the cool, interesting, and fun stuff is so much more the point of the game than being able to get the money to be able to build the specific sanitized experience yes. of exactly like your loadout or whatever. Because um, one, I'm sorry, I'm going to interrupt because I had this Yeah, thought. yeah, yeah, go. One flip side of that, he, I've, maybe he was making that argument from the Chad perspective. I, don't, I can't say for certain, but that's kind of just I got. But in the same way... I can make a experience catered for like the ultimate min max, you know, Keter diaper rig, you know, and it's like, it's not right. That's just not really the, I feel like that's not what Tarkov is about is having that create your own, you know, precise experience. It's more like you're thrown into the experience, deal with it type of thing. I I hundred percent agree with you. Right. Because like the way that I play the wipe is exactly that. And it's the way that all my videos are because it's the, yeah. it's the most sense. And again, it's emergent player behavior, right? Yeah. <clears throat> it's the most sensible way to play given the tools that you're given as a player. I don't use any guns that I find in raid at the beginning of the wipe, because even if they're good, I probably don't have the ammo and I probably don't have the attachments for them. So there's just no point. Right. So I, I just go from like, you know, like this wipe, what did I do? I went from PPSH through to 74U with PP. Um, and then and like maybe you throw in some sprinkling some UMP early on. Mm-hmm. And then you you know you <laughs> get it. you get five you get five five A one and you start running the MDR. Like it's just like it's and I don't use any guns that I find. I don't even go looking for them because yeah. that's and that's the thing. Going and looking for guns isn't even on the agenda. No. The the agenda is just quest hard. That's it. Yeah. and unlock, unlock unlock ammo like getting unlocks from the traders that's the thing it's like getting to five six a one uh, getting to bp you know these things are the important thing those are the important milestones not going into raid because all you can buy is a double barrel shotgun and a makarov and trying to find something sensible mm-hmm. which is obviously it shouldn't be that extreme but that's <laughs> that's more of the way that it it should be um but yeah, exactly was what you were saying again i, I wrote down at the end of my like little blurb like mm-hmm. on the stuff I'd written at the beginning, I wrote, you have to change everything. Yeah. And that's part of the problem. As you're saying, you have to change the traders. You have to change the loot pool. You have to change like so much stuff about the progression, right. about when things unlock, about where do you find this stuff? And you have to do it in a clever way, a sensible way so that 
things spawn together. You don't just get locked, like so that you don't end up. Oh well, now the I don't know. Now the lower tier weapons are useless because you get so many of these good weapons. Even if you can't buy them on the flea, you find so many of them that now there's actually no point running any of the cheap weapons because you're, you've got loads of these these good weapons because there's too many in the loop pool or, or whatever. Um, it's it's difficult. It's a hard and it's really hard. That's it's really really tough. Really tough. I was inspired because again the guy the, the boys are talking about it and they said. There's, there's so many levers to pull. Mm-hmm. It's really difficult. And Jess was like, shouldn't put us off having the conversation. I was like, it re-inspired and like became more confident after <laughs> that conversation. Because I was like, yeah, you know what? We should talk about it. I felt quite demoralized actually last time because I was like, it feels pointless to talk about. It's so hard to fix. And like, I'll be even going to want to do it. But it's, yeah. important. it's important to talk about these things, I think, anyway. It is. <laughs> I, just, I just feel like if you really want something like this, to move forward, I think you have to get Reddit on 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 train. And I say that because a lot of the stuff that does get done by the community seems to like source through Reddit or some other like social media big talking point. Sometimes a podcast. But you're not just gonna do a podcast in a key and be like, hey, can you pull a million levers and make this like experience exactly how I want it and it should be like it, it. So like, I feel like you need to like two things. One sort of like overcome some of the common arguments. And then two is like, have like a very like clear, but broad, but like path, like had like, this is actually doable. Here are some like very basic ideas, you know, sort of like throw them a, an, an underhand ball so they can like hit a home run on it. You know, like, Hey, you could spawn more weapons in raid that have, random loot modifiers on them with different mods. And they're like, oh yeah, that's a great idea. Five different M4 spawns on customs. Pew! Home run! <laughs> you know? Yeah, exactly. It's it's almost worth... That's the thing. It's like, I've kind of... It, I've had it in the back of my mind for a bit. There's like, actually, like, trying to write some of this stuff out and, like, formalize mm. it a little bit. But it's it's daunting. That's the thing. It's super daunting to be like, okay, where do we start? Fine, okay, well, this is what you need to do with loot pools. This is what you need to do with this. But I'm, there will be issues with whatever whatever you write it's almost as you say it almost needs to be kind of comes from the community it needs to be like you know what maybe this is maybe it's a good idea just it's a good idea with the communities have it we were actually joking the other day on my chat about people were like oh what's the next video and people were like asking me about stuff and they were like people were like oh do you ever you know do you ever like ask other people because i was saying it's difficult because you you always get critiqued and you i always want them to be like perfect and never want to make mm-hmm. mistakes and i want to cover everything as well um i feel like oh do you ever get people to read stuff and i was like oh no not really and we were like joking about like maybe having some of like the first like peer-reviewed videos in the tarkov community or whatever it's like like a science like a scientific paper you know it gets like peer-reviewed before they get released properly and all this kind of stuff but you almost need that you like write out the, the document and then say okay yeah. what, what, what does everybody like what do you think about this what what's wrong with it where the, where are the holes what are the problems yeah. and you kind of formalize this this design spec basically for redistributing the loot pools and redistributing the traders and say okay where are the issues here you're going to end up with an abundance of of high tier stuff as people never going to ever have to use the ppsh ever because you can always get a mutant to an sr or an m1a or whatever because right. now they're too abundant or an rsas or something um like is it too easy to get to the high tier kits does it kind of cut now we've cut the tarkov progression cycle out completely we've ended up like the cycle um or even something, even something less than that, where you know you play a few raids and you've got a meta gun, 
I don't know. It's like you, you have to be super careful. So it's right. it's almost worth like it's it's too big of a job for one person. That's the thing. It's too big of a job for one person. You need like a bunch of people's input. Mm. I don't know whether Reddit's like Reddit's a great place to put it once it's done. Yeah. I don't I don't feel that Reddit's necessarily a great place to get that critique. That's the that's the thing. It's like if one person just writes in, puts it on Reddit and it's not very good, it'll just get destroyed. Yeah. You kinda I mean, need like yeah, friendly people to be yeah. going, okay, I'm like add to this thing. I don't know. Maybe it's it's almost worth making a little project for it. I think you can get a lot of the common arguments sourced from Reddit. <laughs> mm. You just browse um, through, yeah. Yeah. But as far as, like, I felt that's what I mean. is like you need, like, the the common, like, complaint, if you will. It's like, fix the economy or the loot economy. You need that to be, like, the, the new standard. Because right now it's probably, like, what, audio, desync. And AI. And AI. I mean, I haven't browsed it in a while, but that's... A holy trinity Usually. of Tarkov problems. I mean, honestly, if you sort by controversial, I mean, I used to browse it semi-regularly. There's, like, tons of, like, play market discussions, and, like, some of them are, like, very interesting. Um, but, you know, they're controversial because you have, like, just, you know, a bunch of people getting downvoted when they say some, like, dumb, stupid shit. Or, or just being purely, like, a negative and attacking people. But anyways. That's yeah. Reddit. That's, I mean, yeah, that's the internet, honestly. I used to browse Reddit all the time. Mm-hmm. I hardly go on it anymore. Honestly, I'm like I hardly ever go on it. I've, I actually did start browsing it again recently because there were a few kind of useful posts on there yeah. that I like stumbled into, and I thought, oh, actually, maybe this is good. I think it was because oh, I know why. It was because there was that Ricochet uh, post, mm-hmm. and, and when I was looking, because I was just again, I, I was doing exactly that. I was looking through looking through the different Reddit posts that people had talked about Ricochet to see, like, what were the topics? Because sometimes you just forget about a topic and somebody goes, oh, this happened to me or this happened or, you know, all the combining things, you know, that kind of stuff. Like, you might miss that or whatever. And um, and someone had made this, like, fully detailed, like, all the experimental data from, like, three days worth of testing, like, 20 days ago. And, like, I hadn't seen it. So I was like, okay, maybe I should read this more. Like, I, I, sometimes it's good. Yeah. I feel like it's it's like mining for diamonds. Like, it's mostly coal. Yeah. And every now and then the diamond comes through, you know? Yeah. Um. It's like it's worth keeping an eye out, but I mean the one. Oh, yeah, man. The one thing I will say about going back to the economy discussion is the one like major um, wrench thrown into the problem is how much of the current systems are just placeholders in BSG's eyes, right? So like. Hypothetically, it's like start of traders. You know, is the trader screen menu just a placeholder or are they going to be all put into the raid eventually? Like, I don't know. There's like talks of that, but I don't know. So, like, we won't know this unless BSG outright says it, which I kind of feel like they. Is that like official? Are traders supposed to be in the raids or is that just like a. Oh, yes. They, traders are in the raids and passing on the key but I th- but I believe the latest is, and I don't quote me on this because I haven't actually heard for a while. I believe that that was canned, and they were not going to be in raid. I think there might be some traders in raid, but I don't think the okay. typical ones that we have now will be. I I think that's the latest. I have to go back and try and find a nice video. I don't think anyone's talked about it for for ages. I I think they're going to be between the maps, and depending on where you extract, you're going to be able to access more or less of them. I mean, that would sort of help, I guess, in some ways, because then you're not having. You- Full access to everything at all times. Right. That's that's um yeah because but it's it's a good you, point. 
you could come up with a system with the current traders where it's like, okay, this is the perfect balance between you have access to some basic equipment, but you know, the there's a lot of a lot of the action happens in the raid. You gotta go find it, get it, survive, bring it back, build up your stash, build up a good kit, yada yada yada. You could come up with that system. But if BSG sees that and are like, oh, we were playing at trades in a race, so that basically like circumvents what you're saying because people are gonna have a not everyone's gonna be able to buy stuff and survive the raid and bring it back to their stash, you know. Oh, okay, well, yeah. So it there's like a lot of those little things that kind of makes it like um tricky and like uh dissuading, I guess, to do stuff like this, you know. For but sure. um nonetheless, I it is something that I think would just greatly, greatly elevate the game. Because um, that's kind of just like where I'm at. I'm like sitting in waiting mode for like this stuff to happen. <laughs> Eventually, Copium. But I suspect some other game company studio is going to do something similar. Or just a completely new idea mm. that will just captivate and we'll just kind of like move on from this. But that's Maybe yeah, where I'm at. Exactly. I, I think this is the like Tarkov sort of longer term problem is this end game because honestly, the game itself is one of the best FPS games I've ever played. Mm-hmm. For most people, you can play five, and I said this in my chat the other day. You can play for 500 hours and have an absolutely fantastic time, and it's great. The end game issues are happening because people have played for like seven plus wipes and have like 3000 plus hours in in the game. That's it's kind of a good problem I, to have in I, some ways. I would disagree. Me personally. You disagree. Okay. My second wipe. So my first wipe I started late, mm. but you know, I played it out and, and then my second wipe I played it. But when I got the end game, I started noticing I wasn't enjoying the wipe as much. And I couldn't figure out why. And I thought, "Oh, it's cuz the flea market." So I made a a new account. Or reset my account and did a flea marketless wipe, and that's kind of how like I went down the economic rabbit hole and started to you, talk, or talk to you. So, like I would disagree personally, but like how many hours in was that? Do you think <sighs> that was during COVID? So that was a lot of hours. Was it over five hundred hours? Um, probably it might be. Um, because I think that's the thing you don't notice for the first couple of hundred hours, which is, and that's the thing. That's what I mean. It's like it's a good problem to have because okay. people are playing for that long. Um, I get your point, though. I, I, get, I get your point. Yeah, but it's yeah. basically, you know, it, maybe some people get there faster than others or whatever. Like, it, I guess mm-hmm. it doesn't really matter. It's just kind of, and the more and more people who play, the more and more people are in that end bucket. You know, we still yes, have people coming see, in. Yeah. But there's more and more people now right. in this end bucket of just like, what do I do? I've done everything. <laughs> like, it's yeah. it's all the same. Um, and yeah, that that fixing that end loop is is tricky um because you want people to be able to ultimately the system you're looking for is for people to play the game forever and it just have its thinks and its goals its own player driven goals so you can just play forever more yeah yeah as long as you don't get bored or whatever which you will at some point mm-hmm. like people get bored of anything eventually um but as long as there's still goals and stuff then if people want to play semi-regularly because they play tarkov you know couple of times a week with their with their friends and everyone's end game but it's okay because you still got stuff to do like people i guess people play daisy like that right it's like there's still stuff to do you've got endless n- endless wants and not enough resources to fulfill them um yeah i, I mean guess it, it's it's, the idea. yeah i would say with a game like daisy or rust is the circle completes itself 
like you, you you can there's actually there's a loop with tarkov it's like it, the loop never closes it's just like self wipes in rustle daisy because you can lose all your progression because someone blows your stuff up or you lose your base or whatever sure i mean wipe yeah and uh, i use it in the loosest sense of the term yes. right? like in daisy you die someone finds your base and they kill you and take all your stuff right and you're back to like nothing um maybe we're talking about like, different things I mean, we're, they're like, they're, it's kind of hard to describe because they're like 10, I feel like they're tangentially related, but at the same time. But then the Tarkov thing, right? Like your hideout gets to a certain point, it's never at risk. I mean, we talked about that, that before. That's what you I'm build like, up kind of yeah. saying is like, you're like in Tarkov, I feel like I get to the point where I'm at with like Rust, where it's like, we've done everything in the server and like, you know, we've won all the fights, blah, blah, blah. Let's go, you know, hop on a new surf, which I guess is like a, different thing entirely in another sense i don't know it just feels like the the loop completes a tarkov it's just like it never there's not like a oh my god i have to i yeah it's like it's you just run out of things to do it's not like i'm bored like because i don't know it's mm, i'm not doing a good job describing it anyways that's the thing you can start again in Rust you, in a meaningful way on another server, but you can't start again in a meaningful way on Tarkov because no one else starts again. Yes, but it's also like in Rust, it's like, you know, I can get bored in the sense of I've done everything. Whereas in Tarkov, it's like, I'm bored because there's nothing for me to do. Which I think Isn't, I'm aren't they saying, the same? They are, but it's uh, I think I can't really. It's like one's internally bored and the other one's the externally bored. That's kind of what I'm trying to say, but I'm not doing a good job okay. of describing it. It's like I'm. I don't know. So I'm gonna stop talking. I mean, I think I know what you mean because back when we played Daisy, the original, the the mod of Armor, we stopped playing. I think because we like did everything. Mm-hmm. that we wanted to do which yes. was go and like fix the helicopter and make it work which on like daisy vanilla servers was nightmarishly difficult mm-hmm. and we had a team of like 10 people and it mm-hmm. took us like a week of solid playing yeah. as 10 people to get the helicopter to work and we flew we flew it twice for like 30 minutes and then we were basically done like what else is there to do now we've flown the helicopter around the map from eating tins of beans on the beach to flying the helicopter around and being, being able to see where everyone else's stuff is and like all the vehicles and like taking other people's stuff. We're like, okay, we're kind of, now we're kind of done. So yeah, there's a, there's an end, there's an end to everything. You can't make it, can't make everything endless unless it's arena based in some fashion, like a wall zone or whatever, where each round is its own thing, like a Dota where each round is its own thing. Like you can play that mm-hmm. endlessly because each game is its own different iteration, but it's interesting for the sort of the sport of the thing. Yeah. But I guess like what I'm like, what you said is perfect because it's like, you guys came up with that quest, if you will. It wasn't like mm. someone like it was a player driven thing. Whereas like a target, I can't. It's Don't like, I have that. To, yeah. It's like, I have to actively work against the way you're supposed, like the meta playing of the game to do that stuff like oh let me use an sc58 with no stock and try to kill some pmcs you know it's just like there's not like it's like i never even it's like oh let me try to see how many gpus i can get out of interchange like it doesn't really 
feel that like meaningful yeah. it's not like I the think, same i think that's to do with how not sandboxy tarkov is mm-hmm. i think that's that's that so tarkov's actually quite constrained in that sense whereas the other games are very much you do what you want yeah um same with the game like minecraft honestly it's the same yeah. thing you know this just you just do what you want whereas in tarkov you do what the game tells you to do mm-hmm. right up until you run out of quests and then you just go straight Wonder off the end of the runway <laughs> yeah and then you're just like I what guess do I do now? i'll loot it feels so dude it feels so weird because now i'm like should i even be looting like i have eight or nine junk boxes that are categorized tools and it's like just tools inside of it electronics you know it's electronics it's like i went like some freakish sims 8 simulator tarkov edition <laughs> but i just like i don't like i don't know what to do you know it's just weird but sorry but... it makes sense though i get it right i get it yeah. and, and that's the thing i think there's there's not enough sandboxy stuff to be like could i do x or could i do y you know is this is such and such a thing possible because as you said, you feel like you've you've done everything. You've been to all the maps. You've run through them with all the different kits. You know kind of what what's possible and what's not possible. But you're still just like you and yourself. You're not building a base. Like, can I get to Max Hideout? Well, yes, you've yeah. done that. Like, there's not enough external things that you can go and investigate or explore, or try to do. Right. It is to satisfy it's like, your. You know. It's like not sandboxy enough because in some ways there is a sandbox element with like the kits you bring but i mean that can only go so far with your imagination i suppose but i just like as far as like me doing the loop you know going into the raid trying to survive i never feel like survival actually matters it ends up just becoming a pvp fest towards the end of the game for me and that's where you know i come in and say wait i just can't wait for arena you know originally when arena they were talking about I was like, I am not interested at all. Please just stick with the main thing, you know, <laughs> like arena, whatever, who cares? But now it's like, I don't know if I'm ever going to get my loop completed. <laughs> I'll just play arena there. Like, fuck it, dude. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's interesting. Someone who's reminded me and, mm-hmm. um, I should have it actually reminded me about hardcore. And again, this is the reason why I end up keep coming back to like thinking about hardcore servers with people all playing on hardcore. Cause that's like much more like what we want, I suppose. And it takes a lot longer to then go and complete those things because you need to go and get the stuff. It's a lot more player driven, but you're still trying to do the specific things in the hideout. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. But that's the problem that is trying to be solved anyway. And I do think it would help having this redistribution and, um, it helps some of these balancing problems as well that we're talking about where you have to bring the top end of people down and bring and the, the lower up. end of people up. Yeah, yeah, that's always the issue because a lot of these things are just like make the game harder, just like shifts it in a parallel way. And normally it shifts it like the bottom end gets like goes way harder that's... than the top end because the people at the top end know how to deal with it. So it's like, you know. <laughs> but this is the thing. It's like every time the way BSG handles this stuff, it's like people complain about 762 BP. Okay, we'll move it up to the Grenadier task, so it makes it harder for the bottom people. Like, everyone below, it just pushes them down harder. And the way the system works is as, you know, as you get reach max level, you get all the unlocks, you're basically the best medikit runner, and then you're the level 2 Timmy trying to get his pocket watch, and just the guy in customs storms just, like, wrecks you. Like, you just have no chance. It's just, like, 
that's like BSG is like, oh yeah, this is hardcore. It's like, no, that's not hardcore. What the fuck? Yeah, if you're a sad, this is sadicism, man. What the fuck are you guys all about? Yeah, uh, but that's 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 why it impressed me so much. The kind of the idea and the way that it's portrayed because it's like, yeah, it's that compression of the yeah, of the no, it makes between between the two the yeah. two things. They hit the nail on the head with that, and I, I exactly really exactly. hope we get there one day, man. Really hope. Food for thought. Food on, for thought. On that note, you know what's really weird too. This is just mm. like a the big question mark is you fought the goons, right? <laughs> I have I've encountered them twice. I've had I've had two weird fights. The first time I got shot, I've only fought night. Fortnite. <laughs> I've only fought night. No, I've I've only I've only fought night. The first time it wasn't really a fight. It was more me getting yeah. hit with a cricket bat out of the dark because um, I just got two M six one through the chest and just I didn't even see him. And the second one, I just saw a hail of green tracer flying mm. up onto the the mountains on lighthouse and he didn't account for the drop correctly. So he was just hitting the rock beside me. And I did a very slight prone lean peak and shot him twice with M61 and killed him. Um, But I didn't see the others. I got shot at by the others, but I just didn't see them at all. So yeah, I've not really fought them, so to speak. I've just kind of had two dumb encounters with night, one where I won and one where I died. Why? What was the, what was the, uh, so what was the question? Have you, have you fought them? You have fought them. Yeah, you you fought a couple them. of times. Have you gotten a chance? I mean, it sounds like you may have gotten a chance to loot them once. I looted night. Okay. I don't know why, but all of their guns are like under forty percent durability. Like they're like yeah, it's crazy, which is like the exact opposite. I feel like you would want. Like it doesn't make sense. Why are these? They should be like 120% durability with like accuracy bonuses and like recoil like extra stats you can't get normally. (laughs) That that's that's what I'm saying. Like I mean, all that extra extra stuff maybe, but like at the bare minimum, dude. Why are their guns like 40 out of like 80 maximum durability? Like it just boggles my mind because uh, like imagine you're just starting the game and you hear about these guys, whatever, and you know you're in customs, you're looting, you're doing your thing. Take away the stronghold, and you hear like enemy frag out or whatever they say, and then you kill them somehow miraculously because the AI is cracked. But you kill them, and you got all this dank loot, but their armor's beaten up because you shot them. It's like, well, okay, that makes sense. But their guns are crap because I don't know why they've been shooting at targets all day long. I don't know why their guns are so bad, but like they're cool guns. They look really cool. They're like tricked out, you know. But it's just like you're not like incentivized to kill them for like the cool rewards they have ish can you imagine if you were in like an an rpg and you went and you killed like the big boss of the (laughs) game and he dropped just like a brown leather tunic with like half (laughs) durability can you can you imagine people would be like what the like (laughs) yeah it's like that dude this he's got this cool backpack oh my god wait what what (laughs) what's what are these i can't fit anything in here what is Dude, probably the best loot on them yeah. is like the cosmetics. <laughs> the yeah, pipe I, and... <laughs> I didn't even take I didn't take a bag with me because I was kind of like min-maxing my weight. And so I couldn't oh, put nice. the night mask in my in my bag because I didn't mm-hmm. bring one. And it wouldn't fit in his, I don't think, because he's like, did he not have one on or something? I I'm not sure. So all I got was the armor. I was like, maybe the armor will get me killed, I'm not sure, because I had to get rid of my like class six plate to take his armor that was like 30% after I'd shot him a couple of times. I was like, well, 
we're gonna at least try and haul this thing out because I never thought I would see this. So let's let's just see. And the only thing I could think of why they would do something like this because it's on all the bosses more or less. Their guns are just like crap and not as crap as the rogue bosses, but is like maybe they were afraid that you know streamer ttv underscore booty slayer 69 was gonna go and kill them all at the start of wipe and just be like this god you know unstoppable mm. force but i feel like that's like the exact opposite thing you want to be going for like you want that like risk reward there because yeah literally you sell if you take their guns out you sell them if you if you don't do that you strip all the attachments and sell it like it just i just don't understand man yeah, I mean, that's it, right? It's because people were going into labs early wipe. They were farming the raiders. They were selling gem fours on the flea market for mm-hmm. 70k. People were buying that stuff. And then the market was, well, the, the game was then flooded with class five armor within two weeks. That was the thing. Yeah. But all that stuff's banned now. But the the fix for that is still in. Right. With having everything low durability and all that stuff. And like, yeah, it still kind of is true. But the bosses have like a low spawn rate. And the goons especially, they're such a low spawn rate and they're so hard to kill. If you kill them early, wipe, you deserve to run around like a god with, you know, mega mm-hmm. guns. They've got extra boosted stats. You know, if you can kill the goons within two, like with the first month, fair play. Yeah. Yeah. Go for it. That's what I, I don't saying. know. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Indeed. So... It's that time again, Church. It's that time that I rant open-endedly about ballistics. I'll, I'll keep it. I'll keep it relatively <laughs> short this time. But at first, right, I wanted to. The time, I wanted to. <laughs> I wanted to open up with a quote. Okay. So here's 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 a quote for you. Armor is still in a pretty bad place. The changes to everything just push armor further into the role of only providing a massive advantage against lower levels and undergeared players and doing absolutely nothing to anyone with decent ammo. I'm pretty disappointed because I think it's the cause of all the issues people have with armor. It's far too strong against non-penetrating rounds and completely useless against penetrating ones. It's just going to create the same dynamic where everyone is a juggernaut in armor until later in the wipe when everyone has access to AP and then armor is useless again. Who said that? Any guesses? No. No food after midnight. Four years ago in 2018. Nostradamus over here, dude. In 2018, dude, four years ago. Yeah. I was basically looking around for if anybody had talked back. Sometimes sometimes the old Reddit posts are very useful. If you're looking into the like the deep mechanics of the game, because back mm. then people weren't as scared of BSG, and there's some <laughs> real gold out there that people have revealed that I don't think people would talk about now um, after people got slapped on the wrist for like data mining and all this stuff. So some of the four-year-old posts are actually quite useful for like calculations and that kind of stuff. And I was looking around for armor damage calculations and that kind of thing, see if there was any kind of like tidbits out there. And um, and I stumbled upon this literally, and I read it, and I was just like, oh, that's funny. And then I scrolled up and was just like, oh my god, he said it four years ago. This is crazy because it still feels that way in some ways. Um, I yeah, know we've no, got the armor damage like rigs rework or whatever, but like it's been like this forever. Yeah, no, it's yeah, and I mean I feel like that's more of an issue with the economy than the system at whole i mean you you could i guess you could say it's on it could be a mix of both right it probably is but i do feel like it's more heavily skewed on the loot economy side rather the the click button side well i think is interesting about this is that because this was coming from a very particular like point in time Mm -hmm. i do actually think that there's like two elements to what he's talking about which is that 
like undergeared people are just useless against the chaz yeah and the ap rounds are like super op strong and everybody dies instantly i feel like the people undergear versus the chads even i think in a in a traditional sense that's still true but because of like the damage reworks and the you know, flesh hitboxes. damage changes and yeah, and some of the hitbox stuff. Yeah, I do feel like with leg meta, I think there's a way of doing that. Like it's still actually quite hard if you're coming up against somebody who's geared to just hit them in the head with a keter. It's not actually that easy because they just thorax you, and most of the time you you lose. Um, because now we don't have like most in man or anything like that. But the flip side, where everyone has AP and no one bothers running good gear, that's definitely true. And especially now because nothing's really changed to. There are there are some AP rounds that have gone. You know, we don't see APSX and a few of those things anymore. But some of the like so many of the higher tier armors that may actually have even stood up to these things, you don't see people wearing now because either they can't because they've got like the killer armors. You never see them because it's not on the fleece. You can't get access to them anymore. There's like so many random armors you just can't even can't even get like the Juk Six, which you just never see. There was like one barter for it at the end of last wipe, and I was like, I ran it in like every raid because I was like, you never get to wear this thing because there's no barters. It's finally made only. You can't buy it on the flea markets. You only ever see it in stashes. So you've effectively deleted it from the game. Um, but yeah, no, I, I just thought it was an interesting like little snapshot while I was while I was um, whipping around the internet looking for stuff. So what what I what I was what I was doing was I have been slowly chipping away at the ballistics kind of like broader model with a okay. few different data sets and things i feel like i've got armor damage pretty much down now at this point i think so um, i still want to test it on a few other things but it always seems to kind of like match up at this point because it's it's kind of complicated and depends on whether you penetrate or don't penetrate and there's some like weird thresholds that stop there's basically like, there's basically two thresholds which stop rounds from doing like ridiculous amounts of damage if they're really high pen and vice versa so if they're really low in damage it stops them from doing like next to nothing. Um, it always kind of gives them a chance and like pins them into like a particular range. But you still have this whole kind of the the more the more pen you've got and the bigger the difference between the armor classes, the more damage you do, um, and that kind of thing. So that's that's kind of like that's that's pretty much down. Then the pen chance is pretty straightforward as well. There's actually there's actually a website that I've had pinned for ages, which has like. I don't know whether it's ex- the exact right thing, but if you check it with like Battle Buddy or whatever, it all matches up. Like the formulas all match up. So, and it's been around for ages. So, I imagine that. I mean, it's 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 right it's right enough to be used. So, those are kind of like the first two things for for me. There's like four modules I would like to fix. Pen and armor damage are the first two. Those are the first two that I really wanted to do. And the second two is blunt damage and the, and mitigation through armor on penetrations. Mm. I started having a look at these. Man, it's hard. It is not easy. The thing about armor damage is it's the same no matter what durability the armor is. So that takes a whole variable out, which makes it so much easier. Like an AP, a, a 45 AP round just does the same damage every time when you, as you're chipping away. It's just like 10, 10, 10, 10, 10. And there's a bit of a difference for a pen versus a non-pen. But as long as you get that sorted out, oh, okay. it's very consistent. There is some wiggle. There is some wiggle, but it's... It's a small fluctuation rather than okay. like you know, dramatic changes. The issues with blunt damage and the, and the armor mitigation is that it still depends on all the variables that it did for the other stuff. So you've got penetration, you've got the um, the armor uh, the armor class itself. So it's mainly it's mainly penetration and the actual armor class really. 
But the the extra issue that you have is it also depends on durability as well. So you could try Effective to solve it durability. Like, was in like the current durability of the armor. Okay. So as you shoot an armor more, it'll let more like the blunt damage will go up I as see. the durability goes down, even if it doesn't penetrate. Okay. So like I've got some I've got like various bits of like testing data where you can see you can see this happening where five four five BT <laughs> against the Tasmanian Tiger SK rig does five, six, seven, nine, and then it pens. You know? Okay. And like 40, 45 ACP AP does seven, nine, eleven, sixteen, and then it pens. So like it like scales up um, okay. as time goes on. And it's the same thing with the damage mitigation as well. So the damage mitigation is the biggest when it's hundred percent on the first shot, and the damage mitigation is less as the durability goes down. This makes it a real nightmare to sort and actually like try and understand like what that pattern is and like mm-hmm. how to generically make it work. And I, I had, I, I thought at one point I was like, oh, actually, maybe this makes sense because I've been like trying to cut the data different ways and like look at it and take all the samples of the testing data that I've got. And I was like, ah, oh, if you take, there is a, like there's an archaic old spreadsheet on like one of Voxy's videos about um, blunt pass through, and I was like, well, this is going to be important. So if you take like the amount of blunt damage and you multiply that back up by the blunt pass through. I was just like, does this match off with the damage mitigation? Like, are they the same thing? And then the blunt pass through gets applied afterwards. I thought, well, if it, if it was, then that'd make it really easy. It's, I'm not sure. It doesn't really seem to work that well. So I'm like, ah, oh. so I'm sort of at this point now where I'm not really sure how to, how to do it, honestly. I'm actually just not really sure what to do. Without getting like massive amounts of data and then like yeah. trying to look at it per armor and then look at it per class, like trying to find a pattern and like fit it for everything. It's really tough, dude, because like without that, what really the ultimate aim of what I want is to be able to actually have like a, a proper and not even just like a simulator. It's like it is a simulator, but it's a simulator for like every outcome. So you say, OK, well, shot one. Takes you from 100 down to whatever on durability, 100 percent down to some other percentage. Like what's the penetration chance? Basically make like a probability tree of like all the different outcomes and say, OK, how many shots does it take for this round to defeat this armor? Like, how many times do you want one shot, two shot, three shot, four shot, five shot as, like, a percentage? And be able to just, like, calculate that. But you need the blunt damage and the damage mitigation because it's really important because it's it can be, it it can be huge. Up, like, right. one, yeah, it's, it, can be, it can be massive, right? It can yeah. be really, really, really massive. And it makes a big difference between reaching 85 or not. Right. So, I've, yeah, at the minute, I'm kind of, like, I'm basically, I'm putting something together at the moment, um, like a video, like, comparing some rounds and, and things. But I've kind of got to rely on like the test data that I've got to sort of go, okay, well, this should do, if it didn't pen now, it would do this. If it did pen, it would do this. Cause I, I can look at the data and figure it out. Right. But like, I don't have like a general, a, a general way of just like solving it in a spreadsheet. You yeah. know, like tie the numbers in, it just does it all for me. I, got, I just don't have that. It's, uh, it's, it's annoying. It's very annoying. But maybe I'll come up with some good idea. I don't know. I've, yeah, I feel like I've reached a bit of a, a, a sticking point where it's these last, these last few pieces are, are tricky. It's just because there's too many moving parts. Because of the durability, it's like for the other ones with armor damage, it's easy. You've got so many data points, but with mm. the durability one, it's like every time you take a data point, the durability percentage is different as well. And so you've got for each set of tests, you've got the armor damage decreasing. Oh, sorry, the 
the damage mitigation decreasing. So like on the first shot, it stops 25% of the damage. And then the next one, it did 20% less and then 15% and then 10% and then 5% or whatever. <laughs> Maybe just mean, need some more data. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm still like trying to figure out how to do it because that'd be really cool because I quite like doing this. And what I'm doing at the moment has been quite interesting, actually. You get some quite insightful um, information out. So like, just in as, exam- as an example, something that was really interesting last time I looked at this was when I was doing the Tasmanian Tiger SK rig thing and 45 AP yeah. kills you in exactly five shots. Do you remember that? It was like, kind of funny because it's like shots one through four, don't sta- don't, they don't have no chance of getting through because like 45 AP is only 38 pen. So the, the pen chance is naught, 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 but it does nine so 7, 9, 11, and 16 blunt damage for a total of 43. And then shot 5, because the durability like ticks over, but in such a chunk that the, the next percentage, like the pen chance, is like 98. So it suddenly goes from like no chance at all to like, because it's class 6 and has such low right. durability. The, the changes in percentage durability are huge between each yeah. step, but it's still way higher than AP until it gets to a certain point, and then you just die. So when you look at the pen chance, it's like you die every single... There's not even any variation. It's like it takes five precise shots, never more, never less. Hmm. Um, and I ran into exactly the same thing. I'm like looking at M80. M80, if you're wearing that the TTSK rig, you will die in, in four hits. What's the TTSK? Precisely four hits. The Tasmanian Tiger oh, okay. SK. Four hits. So you, you'll die in exactly four shots. Huh. Every time. No more and no less. You can't die in three. You can't die in five. You'll die in four. Like, it's very precise. <laughs> because, and it's, normally it's not like this. Normally there's like a distribution. Yeah. Um, but because. It gets like, yeah, but be- exactly. Because it's like, because it's such a high class. It's like if you had a class 1000 armor, you'd never pen until it had zero durability. And then you'd, then you'd pen immediately. You know, it's, it's like that. It's like super binary. Yeah. Um, because it's got such low durability and such a high class at the same time. Like it's the only it's the only rig in the game really like this. Because mm-hmm. um, when you look at the table, it's like half the durability of the second worst class six. It's like it's super low in comparison because it's like forty. You know, even even something like the Gazelle, which is ceramic, has sixty five durability. This thing has forty durability and it's ceramic. Like one of the lowest effective durabilities in the whole game. But it's class six. So it's just like the first few shots. It's like, you're saved, you're saved, you're saved. And now you instantly die. <laughs> it's like, it's really, it's really funny. It's really quite funny. Um, so that's kind of the idea. I'd like to be able to do that a bit more easily than the way I'm doing it now. But I've kind of got, kind of got stuck. But anyway, I've, I've got enough, like with the armor damage work, like I've got enough now to do enough where it's like it's it's possible now because now i can basically go through like shots one to four and i can say okay well on shot one you should deal this much damage and that's how much armor you've got left and then this is the pen chance on the next shot and this is the pen chance on the next shot so i can say pen yes pen no pen yes pen no pen yes pen no for like shots one two three da 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 and then i can like work out okay well if roughly you do this much blunt and this much pen damage then you can work out like the actual percentage without having to do any like in raid testing oh we did it 10 times and Three times they died in three shots. Four times they died. It's like no, we can we can just know the answer. We can solve the answer. That's immensely satisfying for me. <laughs> so that's what I've been doing. I've been bashing my head against that a little bit. But as I said, I think I've 
got to a point that's at least like I can get practical answers out of the system without needing like reams of test data because the armor damage was really the last missing piece um, to get at least like some headway. So now we can do some things. That's like a sneak preview. I wanted to compare M80 to M62. Basically, mm. was like my latest. Case. I've been curious are like, about that. Is it worth it? Yeah, and it's like, well, unless like, you what, go through three or four times the price. Yeah, Matey's four. It's like five hundred rubles versus like four. Yeah, four hundred rubles versus one thousand two hundred. It's like three x. Yeah, three and a half x. Which it feels like you're not really getting that much in return. Yeah, in my opinion, exactly, exactly. And that's the thing. So it's kind of you know, the way I'm looking at it is saying, okay, well, here's a few. You know, we can't go through everything, so here's a few common examples. Yeah, we'll go. We'll look at the trooper. We'll look at the gazelle, and then the ACPC, and then the tiger rig, and then the slick. Like, what's the difference in time to kill? Like, what's the, what does the shots to kill like distribution look like yeah. for each one? You know, it's like M80 is like this, but then M62 brings it in slightly. But like, is it enough? Is it is it worth it? You know, against class four, you still kill people ninety percent of the time in two hits with M80. So it's like, do right. you care about getting that, you know, 3% extra two-shot kill right. with M62, but against other rigs, then, like, it makes more, more or less difference. So that's, that's mm. kind of what I wanted it for, that kind of thing. And yeah. this was, like, the first most obvious use case because people ask about it all the time, and it's not really that easy to answer um, until you look, because Tarkov's very breakpointy. Yeah, it is. So it really, it depends precisely, because because the armor damage is so consistent, it depends very precisely on, like, does three shots from M80 take the armor to zero or to like five or to 10? You know, and that's the thing. It depends on the armor because some armors, just the, the way that you can think of like the armor durability being split up into the chunks of the armor damage that's dealt. If it perfectly fits inside, you're kind of almost worse off, I suppose. Like it depends where like the, where the shot lands. Cause it's, as it's very like, and especially as you move up through the rounds as well, those armor damage chunks become bigger and where it lands dictates the, p- the penetration of the next shot. So whether it two shots or three shots, you actually in some ways would be better off having like, I don't know, I was going to say like less armor damage, but it sort of, it, it, it kind of depends, you know, it's like, it's, it's, dif- it's difficult. It's difficult to know. Like you can't, you can't know without just like going through the and solving the, the problem, right? You, you have to just go and do it for like a bunch of different armors and it changes from armor to armor and it depends what people are wearing and, Yada, yada, yada. Have, so. have you tried something like rip nine mil rip ammo? Something's like really low pin against a Paco for like blunt and armor damage or blunt and pass through or whatever. Because if you could get that data set, you can. I don't know if it would help you or not, but if it's the same general ratios and percentages, you might have a decent idea. But if it's like vastly different since they're on two opposite extremes it might be uh mm. make your problem a bit more complicated but just a thought yeah it's it's funny actually because when i was looking at the armor damage itself mm-hmm. me and one of my discord members um yabab yes i'll pronounce that right we both kind of did the same we did similar things because he was looking at it as well and we both did like m80 bp you know bt all of these kind of things. Um, whereas CZ Earl, who we had on the other day, he had a data set that he sent me and it was all sorts of random stuff. And it was actually kind of interesting because he'd done like the fringes 
yeah we hadn't we'd like stuck in the center and all mm-hmm. the use, normal useful stuff and he'd got like crazy stuff like m61 against like a packer and exactly that he had like random shotgun rounds and like shotgun slugs against like classics armors and things like this which is kind of like filled out the wings of the, the yeah. data set which is kind of interesting so yeah sometimes that can be helpful because if you've got like a really extreme example sometimes that can showcase like either weird behavior or like stuff sometimes like it looks like it fits the pattern in the middle but like at the edges it like goes kind of crooked and you can actually learn quite a lot from that and that actually helped that, that data set really helped me figure stuff out because there was patterns at the edges where like i could i was i had the original model which like worked for all the normal stuff if it wasn't too far away but as you got really far it just like stopped working and this is where these thresholds turned out to be really important that stop the damage either getting too low or getting like too crazy um so it was like yeah it's was, it was useful so yeah i don't know maybe maybe it takes a bit more data i just have to think about it because like testing takes a long time and you have to like yeah. write down every single variable and all this stuff and you don't want to you don't wanna just like waste time doing it that's the thing because even oh. yeah, doing the ricochet one the other day just kind of like sapped my soul because it just takes it takes so long and like writing it all down and then analyzing it all it takes a long time um yeah you gotta like i just gotta like think carefully about like what i want to collect and not just like collect data for data's sake because it's useful but you then often like you're analyzing you're like oh but i wish i'd done this and i wish i'd done this and then you spend another three hours testing you're like god damn it like i just need to get videos out you know <laughs> hey, wait till you find that one crazy result be like hey guys in today's video we're talking about 9 by 19 PTSO and why you should be using it because it's the ultimate budget round for this particular situation when your opponent's wearing this particular armor at this particular point in time in the wipe. Yeah, they have to be 26.3 meters away. And, yeah, uh, exactly. <laughs> and I've gone through all the, all the, here's all the positions on the map where this is. <laughs> oh man. Crazy stuff. Crazy stuff. On a positive note, I finished Talk of Shooter 8 on a completely separate random note. For you. Which I'm very, very proud about. It's very did, good. Did you do it with on... the new Balti? I didn't. Oh, I didn't because okay. I haven't found Sturman yet. I ended up doing it with the my new favorite M700 build, which is called the AICS one, which is like super, super fun. Is that the black good. one of like the stock and pistol? Yeah, I like really that one. cool. Yeah, it's really cool. Of course, I had to have Airwing come into my chat. You know, as I was getting the final kill, and me and the other guy, the guy with the T5000, like we both were just going at each other from like five meters away. Um, <laughs> I had a 10 round mag and he had a five round mag. So I won. <laughs> it was, it was bad. I had one round left in the mag and one in the chamber. We were both just, <laughs> it was just, it was a mess. It was a potato fest. It was terrible. And like, I, I partly won because the guy ran out of bullets. I think he picked up like a scav AK or something. And he just, he, he basically looked as if he had his hands in his pockets because he was like trying to fumble around, like get this AK out. And I just like finished him off. But it's quite embarrassing because you get to the, the final end screen and it's like killed with shot to right arm. And I'm like, oh no, like <laughs> that was not clean. That was like the, not the definition of clean. You know, when you point blank bolty somebody with the shot to the right arm after hitting them probably like three other times, I was like, oh man. Like you think, but, uh, uh, you think words like. Done tactical sniping you think like oh yeah you know long distance uh need a spotter hold over 500 meters to the left and then it's like reality and it's two guys five feet <laughs> two guys five feet with bolt actions yeah <laughs> and the guy with the 10 round mag wins it's just like <laughs> so ridiculous to be fair the, the first two kills are actually pretty good like mm. there's one guy i spawned over by um is it ruaf the, this is the one with the uh the green smoke yeah the, what, the uh... not always open near the med camp 
I think it's Star I don't know. Something yeah, like that. I think it's Star I can't remember. But um, anyway, so I, I ran from there. I like, didn't go along the beach, but I like ran between Medcamp and the road, I suppose, just like 45 degrees, to, probably toward, yeah, towards Spine, I, I suppose. And I was like going along this, like the ridge. It's kind of like a little divot outside the Medcamp on that mm. side, on the right-hand side. And I was just, I was saying to that, it's like, yeah, you know, I'm like walking along here just because I'm trying to like keep my, keep my body low so I can like keep, you know, my sight lines out just in, just in case there's any movement. And then somebody like moves by one of the rocks, I like scope in and then like he peeks out again and I just take the guy's head off. People are like, oh, like that? I was just like, yeah, that actually worked out pretty nicely. Though. <laughs> um, and the second guy, I was like overlooking my usual one over the scav house, like my, the spot I always go in. And there was a, I thought it was a scav, I thought it might have been player scav and he was like running around like the old, the, like the classic rock that you snipe down onto scav house or that, that no one ever goes on because you're just yeah. like such an eyesore up there. He was like at the bottom of that and like shot him and he ran away. And I was like, oh, I don't know where he is. And I was like, hmm, okay, well, I can't see him. Well, maybe we'll go to attachments check then. As I like start walking towards attachments check, he like comes around the corner and goes in and I like zoom in and he's like in the window and he like takes one step back, like perfectly lines himself up with my, with my scope. And I just headshot him through the window from like 40 meters. Like, oh. And then that's why I was like so desperately looking for the last kill. Cause I was, I didn't really expect, I was kind of looking for Sturman. So like offhand and think, oh, well, if we'll go in the bolt, like maybe we'll complete mm-hmm. target shooter eight or whatever. And then I was like, two kills, you know, it's like the bloodlust. You know, it's like, on. Oh, yeah. One more kill. Um, that's why I was like aggressively checked. There was shot, like that shot was so, it was so far away. Dude, it was so far. And I was just like sprinting through the map at this like distant, like I didn't even know what it was, like a PPS, a PP19 or like an AK or something, like miles away. And I'm just like sprinting. And then suddenly there's this like laser, like blue laser, like through my screen. I'm like, like oh crap. And then that's when the bolt action shenanigans happen. Um, the blue, like the blue laser on the screen for like three frames is like honestly that's like <laughs> the most heart-stopping yeah. moment oh my god it's literally because i went because i was looking through the clips because i was like clipping some of it for um, another video and i was like just going like frame by frame and it's like you can see like and then i was like oh my god you do notice it at the time and it does just like stop your heart You're yeah like, oh. we uh from we were playing storyline last night and we got like the worst spot in the world for resorts so we had to like run all the way across the map we ran by the the shack um like underneath it there's like a shack on the east side of resort it's like on the hill it's got a couple weapon crates but anyway so we were running past that and i saw a blue laser on the ground i was like huh that's weird i don't recall anyone in our group running blue lasers so i was like hey anyone blue laser they're like no 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 (laughs) so panic (laughs) just since the guy was behind us shooting down it was it was pretty funny yeah Laser stories. Yeah, you're uh breaking up pretty bad there. Okay, now you're back in. Oh you're back. Yeah? yeah. Is it okay? Yeah. Okay, good. Good now. Good, good, good. All right. So anything else on that? I mean I know I know most of that was like my topic, so you know. Anything else on ballistics or anything like that? Or do you wanna wanna move into keys? Oh, ballistics is weird, man. That's all. I'll say, I still love the. He's quiet. It's like <laughs> I'm still just like ballistics means you know don't pay attention to anything else, just fragmentation and damage ish. You know, mostly, I mean, mostly aren't uh, pin and damage, but fragmentation is like I have no freaking idea anymore, dude. No freaking idea. I was talking to Giga earlier before we started, and I was playing offline factory, just like warming up a bit, and I was using. MDR with M61 rounds, and um, I was actually like noticing it just one tapping scav. I was like, I was like, oh yeah, that wasn't a headshot, but I one tapped them, and it felt more 
it was actually happening more than I thought it would. And I was like, okay, that's really weird. Like this thing actually does one tap, but only on scads. It's just like, yeah, I don't even know anymore. But that's... Yeah, it's weird. We were talking about it a little bit before because it's supposed to be 13%, which is like one in every like seven or eight-ish. And you thought it was maybe a bit more, right? But I, don't, I didn't even yeah, know. I'm not, I like, I'm not, I I'm not even, even looking into it. Yeah, it's so... Like, I'm genuinely... Scuffed, yeah, I'm just leaving it's... it because... Who knows? It's unfortunate. Yeah, it's quite funny, actually. Like, Sorry, go on. I was going to say, it's just unfortunate because it like, could be very interesting and meaningful for a few different... Um, calibers and rounds when you're talking about uh you know choosing yeah. ammo but whatever it's whatever yeah exactly it's, it's quite it is it's quite funny this like this this video that i'm kind of like putting together at the minute where i'm kind of like hey, here's all the differences da, 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 but then i'm just like have you considered subscribing to m61 because you won't have any of these problems <laughs> <laughs> kind of at the end it's like i've actually been using m61 quite a lot in my own ways and it just it feels nice to just shoot to people and then they just die yeah they just die right yeah it feels pretty nice I'm like it's almost I was using like it on the highest tier armor or ammo that pins armor just like negates armor it's kind of weird how that works yeah huh. it's almost like when you're fighting against players who basically don't have armor on effectively <laughs> then like the game feels a lot easier is it is i was using it on um on lighthouse because it's what i killed knight with but i was using it on lighthouse and like all the rogues just die instantly. And stuff. I'm just like, I wonder how much of like the relations I've had. Like, yeah, they've got class five on, or like class four. You had some advances and ricochets and absorptions over distance and drops in ten. So I was, I was looking at it again because I didn't know. I know that it happens, but you know, I use it a lot when I'm like us normally. And if you're over 300 meters, which you can easily be doing with rogues, like the, the pen drops really low. Like, that's like the. 33 it's like you aren't going to consistently pen class four at all like it's like 20 percent or something like you could shoot them like three or four times and you might not want to go through so if they're wearing like class four armor or class four helmets or whatever and they've got extra head hp2 like okay this might actually not work whereas like yeah with m61 i had like no problems at all with killing any of them i was like hmm yeah yeah and i started putting it in my guns properly because i was like well you can only buy 30 so i'm actually like buying it properly now like my economy's like i don't know in Sort of doing okay because I there's always seems to be something else that I need to buy like mentor like million rubles or mm-hmm. solar power or this or that or a red rebel or whatever like and there's only recently now I like don't really have anything else to buy now and I'm just buying like good ammo and putting it in, yeah. in my guns. I mean honestly, dude, just feels like so good. I've been crafting good ammo overnight, BP or M61. It just like yeah, I mean it just works. I don't know. You just basically so. This one's so good. Yeah, it's really it's good. So good. Okay. Good. Um, right. let's talk about keys, Giga. You know, I've been dying to talk about keys for so long. You've been dying to talk about keys. Yeah. I feel it. like we've tried to talk about it a little bit for it, but um, and it kind of ties in with economy talk that we've discussed before because it, it really kind of boils down the same thing. It's like. Okay, I'm gonna come out and say it. keys suck, dude. I don't know how else to say it. they just suck. Just it's like you loot a jacket and you get a key and you try to get excited, but it's like a key you already have, or it's a mm-hmm. key that unlocks nothing. <laughs> it's like or it's like a or it's like a key that's like not really useful. You know what I mean? Like technically yeah. speaking, I think it's the Vaz key. One of the car keys does open 
something. There's like one of woods. It opens like a truck in the Sherman's camp or, you know, one on the shoreline outside a cottage. There's like, you can open the trunk or something like technically. Yes. You know, even the Ollie, there's like an Ollie logistics storage office. It's like some weird, obscured closet that you can open up that works. But I mean, I don't know. Wiki says loose loot. I don't know, dude, but. My point is, is like there's like a handful of keys that are like extremely sought after, right? And it's so annoying because you nobody like okay, I won't say nobody. Some people do sell them for money, but you have to sit there and like watch it. So like every time you get out yeah. a raid, it's like, oh, let me click on my witch list, check, see if anyone's selling it. No, okay. But then they want like other rare items, like 43 or not rare items, but what, in some cases, rare items. They want, like, the rival's armband, you know, this this other rare key, marked room key, or um, half of them are, like, scams. Some of them want, like, 49 sugars, and they all got to be found in raid. You know, it's just, like, it's really annoying because we're trying to, like, you know, do quests still, but there's that one marked room task where you got to plant the marker. It's just, like, something to work towards, I guess. Um, but us being min-maxers, we've been using... Because there's a barter for three marked room keys from reserve, because there's three marked rooms in reserve. So if you barter just three keys, then you get the marked room key for customs. One of those keys, for whatever reason, is just rare or just highly sought after. So it's like on the flea market for barter only. I think it's like PKPM. It's the one in the D2 bunker, the marked room in D2 bunker. So you have to do a barter to get that key, and then you can do a barter for uh, the marked room key in customs. But the other thing is, like, some of the other barters are, like, they want, you know, sure, I'll give you the marked key that you want, but you got to give me another rare key that's, like, so out of the 100-key loophole, like, I looked it up, I think it's somewhere around, like, 114 keys, and 14 of them um, don't do anything. One on customs doesn't do anything. One on okay. reserve doesn't do anything. But I think it used to do something. It's called RBPP, <laughs> PP, and uh, <laughs> I think it used to do something before the D two expansion. I'm not positive that about that. that check. <laughs> but there's literally twelve on shoreline that either the room is always unlocked or the room doesn't exist or this doesn't exist. Like it's and it's really annoying. So you you know you find a key you're like oh man this could be really valuable. It's like you look it up on the wiki. <laughs> it's you know it's it's not yeah. valuable in terms of like what it can do for you. But it's um it may vendor for a lot, so it's effectively money, right? Hmm. So the the frustrating part with keys for me is that the wipe starts. Keys are important; you need them to complete quest. Okay, so you have to get these keys in some ways, um, to like progress. I mean, in the case of the cult part two, you're completely hard locked past that, but thankfully there's nothing blocking it. But I mean, last wipe STM key was a nightmare. Because you couldn't find like it was really rare, and it was behind a peacekeeper quest that you had to complete to do the rest of his quest line, and so people it was like the same story. People were putting them up for barters for a bunch of found and raid items, labs. You know, like, sure, give me a red card, I'll give you this key so you can complete your quest. It's just really annoying, and it's like I have to hit. Sure. You're just like incentivized to check every jacket, and sometimes they're just empty. Sometimes there's nothing in them. And the flip side of that is once you find a key, 
it always goes into almost always goes into your container, right? If it's if it's valuable, right? If you make it out, you could probably sell it for a lot of money, or you could use it for your quest, um, and decide to keep it. I mean, if you're lucky, you find it on the map that the quest is on. You could use it for your quest and then still sell it. Like, dude, that's like a yeah. I mean, that's like the that's the dream, play. right? But by and large, I just feel like the key system are so boring because once, even with all these changes they made to the durability, is that I constantly, I'm only after like a handful of keys, but it's like I can't get those keys. And when I do, for example, I was, man, I forgot to tell you about this story, dude. I had a crazy, anyways. Um, I was doing the daily. I had to find like red flat screwdrivers. Don't. Fair warning, do not accept any weekly or daily. That's like red flag screwdrivers. You cannot find those things. Um, but I was just like, we were just trying to turn out raids. I mean, we had everyone looking everywhere across the map for me because I only had like 12 hours to complete it. I needed five out of mm-hmm. like, I needed five more. I had 10 already that I've saved up for the whole wipe. <laughs> and I needed five more. Um, but through the process, I happened to find like Ultra Med, Key, and broadcasting room key okay um but i i didn't even realize it i left it in my container so it lost the founder rate ass. but whatever uh, where was i going with that i went on a tangent i lost it so you always put the keys right you always put the keys in your container and it's like if you die you still got the valuable key you may not get the money for it but you still got it right yeah and the dirt with the durability thing it's like Dude, I feel like I can never, like, it might as well be infinite. Like, I've already replaced, like, the, I think the lowest I got was, like, dorms 214 or 220. One of the safe room keys, I got down to, like, 28 out of 40. But I had a, I found a new one, so you just swap it. And then you sell the the one that's got durability. Like, it's just, like, and then you could buy it. You know what I mean? It's just, like, it's almost like it's, like, when you go on a scav, the locked rooms are off limits, right? There's just no way yeah. you're going to be like ultra lucky if you find a key to a locked room. Whereas if you're a PMC, the locked rooms are all <laughs> yours because you got all the keys. Like you're already you're already coming in the raid. To me, I feel like it'd be more interesting. What if? Okay, this is kind of like the broad idea. Okay, every key for that map. Had a chance to spawn in jackets, and only those keys for that map spawned in those jackets. So instead of like, like for example, if I wanted to find the STM key for reserve, the tank room yeah. or whatever, I would go, okay, let me go to reserve to hit jackets to potentially find the key to then unlock it and do the quest, right? So that's kind of like that process one. It's like, how can we like reduce this so I'm not constantly just like checking loopholes of jackets you know what i mean is that is that even so you're saying that they only spawn on the map that they're in are you saying that they spawn all the time or just like randomly the same as now randomly but they're you instead of taking the entire key loop pool why not just condense it down to only the maps that they are related to that way it's Mm -hmm. like i mean you could still keep hard spawns because i know like like there's some like shoreline keys that hard spawn on like customs or various other places on the map like that's fine whatever but i'm just saying in general like just reduce 
First of all, get rid of the keys that do nothing. Like, please get those out of loophole because I can't stand getting those keys, dude. It's like that could be another. Um, what's the other key I need? Radar station key, right? That could be another chance for me to pull a radar station key, but I can't. <laughs> it's so annoying. Dude. That would be the first thing. Second of all, I was like, why not have like some sort of incentive to like loot jackets for both your scav and PMC, right? Because you could play on scav, and now, like, if you loot a jacket, it's like, oh, I found factory key. I can now open up this room, or I can do this as a scav. Like, it kind of, like, mixes this <clears> up <throat> a bit. The other part is, like, I don't like that you're constantly, as I said earlier, you spawn in the raid, I have all the keys. So it's like, I'm not incentivized to... It's kind of like the 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 PMC and the gear thing, right? It's like, I, why would I ever look for weapon parts? You know what I mean? I can, like, get them all um, from whatever, the trade or flea market. Kind of the same thing with with the uh, freaking keys, right? Like, I could just buy them. And if I can't buy them, I might be able to find a barter that I could do. Like, I crafted 10 moonshines and I got one of the um, Markstrom keys for reserve but not entirely as one-to-one but yeah i just feel like i would much rather have like some incentive to like interactive because right now they just feel so static like it's like loot plus you know it's like i have the keys this allows me to get more loot from these rooms and that's the other issue is like i know i'm going long with the years the, the rooms themselves generally are not very good. I've looked this... I'm not a big reserve guy, but I was looking up um, reserve guides, loot keys, marked rooms, and, or um, key guides, and one of the ones, like K-O-R-L-P-L, whatever, I don't know. It's, like, up at Dome. And it has, like, s- some filing cabinets and some loose loot. And I watched a Voxy video, and he was like, you know, as of blah, 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 this used to be a really good key because, you know, you could constantly find, like, military cables, you know, the the high-tier military tech loot. But since X-Patch, this is now, like, you don't find them as often. I still recommend this key because you there's still a chance you could find it, and the filing cabinet loot is decent. That's kind of, like, the general broad sense I get from a lot of the locked rooms. It's, like, there's a few extra, like, containers to loot. And, like, maybe you'll find something good. I mean, like, 301 West key is kind of, like, good sometimes. Same with, like, uh, overall in East 220 or 222. I can't remember, but... Or maybe it's 218 and 220. That one's, like... It used to be, like, a LEDX room, but now it's just kind of, like, maybe you'll get something good, maybe not. But that feels like the broad stroke or everything. I don't know if that's, like, a dynamic loot thing, which I don't really want to get into right now, but... I think it is. It's like ever since then, right? Like the loot, the locked rooms had a, yeah, they got a big punch in. Oh, they got a huge nerf, basically, and like stuff got distributed elsewhere. But just like less stuff spawning in well, those rooms, which is fine. But like, but yeah. that's the thing. I don't know if it's really gotten distributed <laughs> elsewhere, dude. Because we used to go and interchange. Because we and Buddy were talking about this, and man, I remember raids where we had more GPUs than we. Than we knew what to do with like god we can't cram enough in our fucking containers it was insane whereas now it's like you're lucky to find like two gpus like you might be able to find one but you're like really lucky to find two and it's like 
okay, like, how did they take those multiple GPU spawns and, like, divvy it up? Is there, like, now 10x as many, uh, I don't know, CPU fans spawning? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't feel like yeah, that's really the case. So it's, like... And I, and I used to be kind of critical people that said, like, dynamic loot just means no, less loot. But I, based off, like, more recent experiences trying to find 10, 15 flat red screwdrivers, dude. Those things are, like, I don't know why, but they're in, like, the rare loot pool. Like, I've looted so many toolboxes, I could, like, probably come up with, like, a general, like, percentage of each individual item. Like, long flat screwdrivers are common, but, like, the, you know, like, the Bulbex cutters and the, 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 yeah. the, uh purple backgrounds those are like actually rare like those are really rare because i i just have junk boxes full of tools and then i have very few of those same with flats red flat screwdrivers but i just i would think like i guess the way bsg saw it is like okay keys are like always accessible and one of the problems we used to have before they put durability on which we kind of still do but it's just like not as pronounced as it used to be was that keys would just like plummet in price on the flea market. Like they would be really valuable to start a yeah. wipe and then they would be like worth nothing. Whereas now it's like not so much, it's still there, but just not as pronounced. Um, well, what I was going to say is I feel like you, when you open up a room, you know, like it's locked, like you want something valuable to be there. But the way BSG saw it was like, okay, well, we have all this loot plus from PMCs because they have all these keys. So we can't constantly have... If they're always going to have keys, we can't always have all the good loot in there. Which is like... I get... I can kind of get what they're saying, but like to me, it'd be more interesting that whole like risk-reward dynamic of like, you found the key in the raid. It's like, oh my god, I got a, I got a really good key. Like, I found the key to one of the rooms in dorms. Let's go see what's inside. It could be something really good. You know, it's not like a guarantee, but it's like still like going to be something to get you excited about, you know, <laughs> not just like, like I said, loot plus, oh, there's like two extra duffel bags. I've been going on for a minute. So let me let, let you jump in here. No, that's fine. I, the way, I thought you were going to go even more extreme, like when you were talking about it in the first place and being something along the lines of all the keys for all the rooms spawn on that map in every raid, but they're all only one use. That's an idea. I I thought that's what you were going to say. It's, it's like an idea. Mark Dream is on the map somewhere. And someone leaks the, the jacket and they're like, oh, I got the Mark Dream key, but it's like one use. And then you, you go and like, can I get there? Can I go in and get the stuff? You know, and then it's like decent. I think you have some... to be the person to find it. But I guess, you know. It's a tougher sale, I think. But I, yeah, I think so. I think it's an, yeah, it's an idea. But I, I agree with like, yeah, the keys are weird because. So I actually opened my game because I wanted to check. So yeah. like dorms 110, mm-hmm. I, I, for me, is down to 13 out of 40. I'm surprised, actually. Well, I'm not really surprised because I've <laughs> been to that. I've been to... Sorry, I've forgive been to me. A lot. What's in that uh, room? I don't know what's in that it's, room. It's one of the safe... It's one of the safe rooms in, do- in two story. Oh, two story. Okay. It's, yeah, yeah. It's dorms yeah, that's 110, a good dorms 105, dorms 114, and mine are 13, 18, 16. Because mm-hmm. I go to two story all the time because I'm trying to find a goddamn raven and I cannot find one, dude. It's like, and I was going to get flash drives and stuff like early yeah. on in the wipe. So, like, I've been to that room 27 times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, and, uh, yes, well, with like a total safe that I've looted in the dorms. I was going to say, I guess. <laughs> yeah. like, 
I know that key has more than paid for itself, dude. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. Because you get like so much good stuff. I always, I just keep forgetting to take the the loot out of the, the room. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I've been, I've say, I've gone through seventy three safes in dorms too. Yeah, which sucks, and right? Found, and I found one raven. But anyway, <clears throat> it, yeah, it's it's just like, and then my marksman key is five out of ten. I've been to marksman five times because I'm sort of tentatively trying to which... find like the gingy wallet. Which march room? Sorry, the gingy thing. The 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 main one, the customs march room. Oh, how'd you get the key? Dawn three one four. I I found it. I found it. I just got. I just found it randomly. Hmm. I just I just bought. It's the only it's the only rare key that I've had. I I bought the commander's radar thing off the fleet for like a billion rubles. I bought the the uh, the whatever it's called recording yeah. room one. I'd like all of those keys. I just paid for them all, all of them. Like so, out the ass, like crazy money. What's what's been in the march room? What's been because you're after? Oh, it's, been, it's been absolutely awful. Yeah, it's been appealing. The only thing that I found in there was the the Willis wallet. Okay, I mean that's good, but that. good in the sense good for, for completionist. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And like I I want the Gingy keychain because I know that mm-hmm. you basically could only get it in there, and if you don't get it in there, you're not getting it. So yeah. I'd like would like to get it just because then I know I don't have to go back to the market room again. Right. Um, so that would be that would be good, but I mean it's just like the the looting there is just completely awful. Like last time I went, there was uh, what, what was there? There's like three very mediocre guns. It's like an mm-hmm. M. It's like a it wasn't even M4. It was like an AK. I can't remember now. It's like it was just three like trash guns, and I think I took the AKMN. <laughs> it tells you how bad the other two were. Um, it's just like yeah, it's just really bad i haven't i haven't had anything that good in there really i think like one time i had like a scar l or something but like it's just yeah nothing nothing decent there's nothing to write home about i mean the, the safe rooms have been a lot better but there's okay but anyway this i'm sort of like rambling a bit my point was most of the keys and this like i think the keys let, let me put it this way i think that the keys that you use for the quests i think that system is busted like what you were saying before but Every key is super rare. Everyone wants one. They're only barterable for another like item within the pool. One oh, of like the other keys. Items, yeah. yeah, exactly. It's like all the ultra rare pool. Like mm-hmm. sometimes, as you say, you get like ten moonshines for one of the slightly lower rare ones, or like fifteen GPUs or something. But they all have to be finding raid. Like I'm never going to have fifteen finding raid GPUs because I don't, I don't farm like that. It's just not the way it works for me. So it just is very inaccessible. It's like if you're you know, you're some kind of like peasant down on the ground level with all my normal loot and I can have as much money as I want. And then there's, you know, there's the people trading in the upper echelons in heaven somewhere with these like <laughs> rare items that like I don't have any of and because I, yeah. I can't participate in that economy because I don't have any of the items. Like, well, I can't, I can't do any of this stuff and I just have to refresh the flea market until someone sells yeah. it for 700,000 rubles, not realizing they're going to pay like two mil in fees or whatever it ends up being. Because it's the fees system that is the reason why they don't get posted for for money right? people can't sell them for what they're worth yeah so that that's why they then post them up for items this is the problem um and like yeah i got incredibly lucky like i think this wipe is the first wipe i've actually had a dorms marquee that i found like early and i just kind of held on to but it's that that's the problem because then you get 10 25 whatever uses out of your quest key you use it once and then it stays in your stash for all eternity but there's a whole bunch of quest keys that you only need to use that one time and you wouldn't normally go to otherwise because they're not necessarily good rooms. Like most of them are not 
good rooms in and of themselves. They're like the rooms to complete the thing and get some XP. And you can go on the flea market and you trade 700,000 rubles and some of your time to go and get 10k XP, which, you know, yeah, I'll pay money to get XP. That's fine. Yeah, that's yeah. just the way the in-game functions. But like, that's not very, that's not very sensible. Um, and yeah, these, these other ones are like super rare. Uh, and then the loot sucks. So it's like, you've got like three, it's... three kinds of key, right? It's like ones that are super rare, but the loot sucks anyway. You've got ones that are just kind of pointless and nobody wants, and they're just like junk keys. You've got ones that are for quests, so extremely rare that you want to use once, but because you can't resell them or pass them to anyone or do anything like that, you have to run the raid with them if you want to get them to go and do it as well. Then they just sit in your stash, and it's like... The system just doesn't seem to... It's like a one-size system. It's not really fit for purpose for the different kind of... the kinds of keys that we have out there. And then there's... Yeah, and then I guess there's like run-of-the-mill keys like the... The runes that you take all the time, which will have like good loot, but are, they're common enough that it's worth getting them like the safe keys and that kind of thing for like dorms too, if you like those particular runs. So I suppose there's four four buckets, but it's the quest ones that are particularly annoying, in my opinion. Because <laughs> they just like gatekeep progression. Yeah. Like, at least at least there isn't anything that's like on the critical path. I think most of them are kind of like random quests at the side that are like nice to finish. At least, that, at least it doesn't like block you from doing other things. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like when you finally well, get around to doing it, yeah, okay, eventually you can do it. Like some of them do, but I mean, S R B S T M was S T M or S whatever the the tank room. It used to block you, right? But then this wipe, they gave you that key for completing another task early on the line. Yeah, the peacekeeper one. Yeah, which to me is probably the most egregious thing of all <laughs> because it's like it's. So it's such a useless key. Like, there's no, there's nothing good in there. It's just weapon crates and grenade crates. Like, who cares? Like, whatever. But like, I mean, I get. I guess it's an improvement. And I shouldn't say it's the most egregious. It's like an improvement, but it's like the most worst way of going about it because you effectively just like did the first part of the task for me. You know what I mean? Like instead of like it's a de facto a prerequisite for that quest now. They're like, okay, this quest is now basically a prerequisite for this other yes. quest. It's like it's a band-aid solution, I guess, but it's just like to me, like the whole system as a whole just really sucks for all the reasons listed above. Like so instead of like addressing that, let's just give them the key so they'll stop complaining. You know? <laughs> like <laughs> that that's that's effectively what they did. I mean, I'm sorry, but <laughs> um Yeah. I just that yeah. is what happened. I, I I can see like imagine you spawn in customs, right? You got your basic fixed AK. All right. And you're like, dude, I need to get some guns, man. I need to get some guns. You know, I need to do this, that, I need to get some food, whatever. Because here's I'm gonna jump randomly to another thing. Here's the problem, in my opinion, there's actually too much loot. Like there's so much loot um around the map that you can't possibly take it all. It's like impossible. Um, I run into this all, all the time myself. Like I load into customs on the the factory side, yeah, and I'm like full, like the first stepping building. out of the full. first building, yeah. yeah. And it's like the at that at that point, what you do is you start dropping loot that's less valuable in terms of rubles, um, mm -hmm. which is fine, but it's just kind of like you're not when you hit. A loot container, you're looking for the most valuable slot 
per item, generally speaking. Yeah. And if you need a specific item that's found in raid, you're hitting containers that are like ophthalmoscopes, for example. Like it's like you just have to get lucky, and it's such a big time sink. And to me, that just like directly favors, or I shouldn't say directly favors. That's like indirectly uh, is more advantageous to the 24-hour streamer. Do you know what I mean? Because they have the time to sink in. Whereas like Timbo and Jimbo, they don't really have that time. You know what I mean? So like to me, having, again, what Veritas was saying, like that weapon, that meta SR25 spawn in the raid, it gives them a chance to actually participate instead of sinking hours and hours and hours grinding whatever and whatever and it's like that's that's like the whole system as a whole like the big 3000 foot view of Tarkov is just like this long like just like oh I'm just hitting caches for X item for Kappa container <laughs> you know it just it's like oh I'm just grinding rubles for blah 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 I don't I don't know it's it's just kind of same with the keys it's like dude I'm just hitting jackets just so I can do this one task I that's where, like, I would almost say, yeah, I think it's a really hard sell, but having that guaranteed spawn, like, there's a guaranteed march room key on the map. Only one person can find it, dude. And it only has one use, and you can open up the march room with it, and there's going to be something really good in there. I don't, you know, or maybe there's a chance to be something really good in there. I don't know. It's like, feels like a more scrappier equal opportunity than I'm one of the few thousand people that has 10 use mark room key that has zero loot in there that that i'm only doing this so i can do my cap and container you know it's just like it's not exciting it's not very engaging either it's just like loot plus more rooms to hit more duffels or whatever it's weird i don't i just feel like there's a big opportunity there yeah Again, it's like it's very purposeful. You're like, I am going to go into the raid with this yeah. key to do this room because there will be more loot in there, hopefully, than normal. Whereas if you just stumble upon it in raid and you're like, oh, okay, now maybe my plans have changed. It like feels a bit more dynamic, mm-hmm. you know? It's like the events are a bit more random. I think that's the. I think this is the thing. We're kind of like sort of we've come back to this a couple of times actually, which is quite interesting about how. Because of the way that it's structured, Tarkov's quite prescriptive in some ways. You're like, okay, and like I go to dorms too, and I'm like, I'm hitting this room and this yeah. room and this room with the safe keys, and I'm going to do that again and again and again and again. Whereas, <laughs> like, if you went in, it's like, okay, well, I want to get go to the safes there. Well, I've got to go and hit all the jackets. I don't know which one it's going to be in, but I mean, then there's a, I mean, there's a different way to do that, right? There's like you then go through all the jackets until you find the ones you want, but. I feel it still maybe feels better. I'm I'm not sure. Is that necessarily better? Everybody then just like running around the jackets trying to find, you know, because everyone knows where the jackets are. It would be like the perfect scenario for that is that the jackets are like dynamically distributed on the map at the beginning of of each raid, right? But like that's not the way that Tarkov exists. They could do that, have the jackets just not spawn in certain locations. But I mean, you still. That's true. You could just turn jackets on and off. Yeah. But you still be running the jackets route, if you will. So. True. But. I mean, you could, you could put keys in different put them in stashes pools. as well. You could put them loosely around 
different object, which I'm not crazy about because keys are going to be so hard to see. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's just like, uh, is that a key? Uh, you know, just like looking at the ground, crouch walking, like, where's the key? Yeah, where's the key? <laughs> looking for like the little white square to come up like, oh, oh. I guess another thing you could do to have a more dynamic, if you will, and this is an interesting topic, is what if you couldn't secure the key, right? So if you found it, it's in your yeah, backpack. Yeah, can't go in a secure container, but it's on the map somewhere. It's on the map somewhere guaranteed, but it's in your backpack. So if someone kills you, they get it. So it's like the airdrops. Like, do you go for the airdrop or do you camp the airdrop? Do you have sort of mm-hmm. that? Or do you go for the... But see, like the... Like, I think on paper, people hear that and they kind of, like, get scared. Yeah, put them on scavs. That could be another thing. Or scav boss, like the Martrum key. Like, that was his Rashala's thing. Like, there's a lot of cool stuff you there. But that's kind of the interesting thing is, like, people would say... Because I know Jesse put out a video about keys recently, and I watched it. I thought they had some interesting stuff there. And um, one of the things people were, like, critical about, because I think he said one-use keys or something, and then people would be like, oh, well, people would just camp the rooms then. It's like, okay, sure. But, I mean, you could do Maybe. that now. What's, like, what's yeah. stopping you now? You know what I mean? It's like, but now the quota is everyone has the key. Or you don't have the key, like you're you're grinding to enough rubles to yeah, buy. Yeah, I guess that's the idea, isn't it? Because it's just like the key's one use, but the loot's awesome. Is kind of the idea. Yeah. So then the, the thing people say is they would just camp the room, kill you while you're unlocking it. It's like okay, I guess, but like you could like easily like um it, okay, you know, fool me once, shame on me. Fool me twice. Oh wait, damn, I sound like George Bush now. <laughs> <laughs> uh. You know what I, I mean? I know what you though. mean. I know what you mean. We all know what you mean. <laughs> well, I can't even write that. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I don't know, yeah, man. I just... Tricky. Because, but, like, here's the thing. You could loot it and then be like, man, I found the really valuable key. I could push my luck and go loot it right now, or I could just leave. And then try, like, make a purposeful raid to go bring the key in and unlock the room. You know what I mean? So, like, let's say, let's say you were doing, uh, marking the, the tanks on customs, the orange tanks or whatever, DP depot. And you happen to hit a jack and you found a march room key. You could be like, man, this thing's one use, I can't secure it. Um, I could push my luck and go over there, right? Or I could just save it for another raid where I'm going to purposely go to Marked and do it with my mission, you know? Because you found it in the middle of your raid, you know? It's like a throwing yeah. a, a wrench into your project. Um, and then That's kind of cool. It gives you that choice, right? Yes. And I feel like... I don't think people would camp rooms... Unless they really need to get in there for a quest. But at the same time, like, you could just, like... If you could loot the key from them, you could just kill them if you thought that they had a key. You know what I mean? It's just, like, it, I just don't... Way I just, dorms. Yeah. yeah, I just don't really think it makes all that much sense when you... Like, it... Fine, but I don't think that, like, sure, some people might opt to camp a room, but I don't think it's going to be an entire you know, lobby, everyone's, like, rushing to camp the room. Like, I just, I just don't, that doesn't make any sense, right? Someone's got to loot the jackets, you know, to find the keys. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. And unless it's, like, 10 million rubles worth of stuff in there every single time, then, like, yeah. 
right right it's the only way it's the only way if they like overcooked it way too high but otherwise it's just like it's not going to be a thing people do because just yeah someone's not going to find that key every time either because people aren't going to go through every single jacket and someone's or either going to take someone's going to take it and then not want to use it in that raid right take it out with them so maybe no one goes you know that's the thing and only one person can find it per raid so I don't know, I'm kind of a fan of it, honestly, that kind of idea. Because as you say now, like the durability that they have at the moment doesn't really do anything. The only, really the only key that it really affects is Dorm's Marked. Really the only one. And that's because people are running it over and over to get cap items. Yeah. And it's only 10. Yeah. But I mean, like, it's like, but that's like the irony of all. It's like, it's not even like worth anything in the current mm-hmm. Tarkov status, like you don't get anything super valuable, like an it's ammo like very case. specific, like rare spawn of something for an end game quest that also doesn't matter. Right. It's just like, there's no like, like a status real thing. Crazy. Yeah, there's no actual game value for it. It's just yeah. like kudos. Hey like, dude, I was watching an Aqua FPS video. I think actually Marauders does a good job about this. Cause they have like box rooms as well. At least I yeah. think, but I know they have a, a safe, right. And it's just, or a vault. It's this giant vault and you have to, loot or somehow get a hold of a um torch and it takes up weapon mm-hmm. slot and it has like fuel like ammo it functions like ammo and you torch the freaking like locks off the vaults and the vault door swings open and there's like all this like good loot like you know these like weapons and these rare guns and stuff it looks really cool and exciting it's like man i want something like that like dude back in the day i mean i'm not gonna say it wasn't busted. It was kind of busted. You could get like items cases and freaking weapon cases. That was back before the weight system, dude. And that yeah, was... and like and like like wallets or and case like sick cases with like labs keys in them and stuff. Like it yeah, was, it was off the charts crazy. Which I mean, that like feeds into it even more. Like you get like <laughs> you have the march room key that's infinite that opens up that has a sick case that has a labs key in it. That's infinite. So you just like what's infinity times infinity. Uh, (laughs) Inception keys. Inception. But I don't know, man, it's just like something to, and that that's like, what would be like the most simplest? Cause you could go like this big complex route. And like, I was even thinking like breaching or like, um, lock picking, like would be like another, really cool thing you could add into it like you know say the goal is to make keys fun and exciting like right now we'd say like they're exciting like when you find a rare key it's like kind of exciting you know because that means you can finally do that one quest that you've been trying to do the whole life but they're not really fun you know because you just hit jackets so like how could you make them more interactive like oh it's like guaranteed to spawn here everyone's got to fight over it and then they got to fight over the the loot inside the room oh it's um Fuck, what was I going to say? I can't remember. Anyways. Anyways, but yeah, like between spawning in jackets, stashes, scavs, and maybe oh. the scavs haven't spawned yet, like whatever, I just you, know, you might find it at some point. Like they don't always have to spawn immediately. You might have to like stay in the raid a bit longer, you know, like fight some more scavs and try and find find the key. Lock picking. Kind of people to stay a bit longer. Oh, lock picking, yeah. That's, that's the other fun part. Like in, let's say you don't want to Hit jackets, fine. Sit there and hold E and play some lock picking minigame. I don't know whatever they want to do there, but yeah. Or hold F rather, but like you could bring in the multi tool and you know, make like different doors could have different tiers 
Dude, there's so much they could do. You could take like tier one doors, you need the multi tool. Tier two, and maybe your multi tool breaks after you, but it makes all this noise. Like you're like stuck in animation. You gotta like cancel like the CMS kit. Like you could do you could do so much cool stuff, right? Tier two, you need like uh what's the guy like painstakingly put away like each thing into the <laughs> while you're getting shot at? Like, no, dude, get the gun out. No. You like it's like, <laughs> like it's like a, a multi-tool that's got like five bazillion different things on it. It's like a big Swiss army knife yeah. kind of thing. And he's like, he's like pulling each one out and then Too finally good. gets the right one. And he has like three all back. Oh my God. The, 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 no, but then you could do for like tier two doors, you need like explosives. Like you take the TP, maybe it's a hideout craft, you know, TP 2000 explosives, mm. uh, thermite and I don't know, duct tape, keck tape or something. And then, it blows up the door, blows it open, you know, like bre- plays, plays a breach animation, you know, maybe you could breach some doors. Maybe you could take the Tagilla hammer and use that to break down the door. You know, well, there's like, there's so many like, like GLs. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, dude, that'd be crazy. I mean, you could just like, yeah, maybe, maybe you could shoot down the doors. They could have like an HP. I mean, this would like probably like, all right, let me, let me save it for the real. All right. So, no HP bar reject. That's been recanted. Uh, instead, we're gonna have a visual <laughs> HP bar. You know, the door will take damage to let you indicate its HP when it's like when you can see through most of the door, and it's like at fifty percent. And finally, it opens, swings open, whatever. You know, you, there's a lot you could do there where it's not just like my only option is to loot jackets or camp the doors. Like you could do a lot of stuff to make it way more interactive, but that's like the very far, yeah, deep exactly. thing trying to figure out what would be like a very simple system that would make it more interesting but yeah i think the one used on the map is like pretty cool I it is i think cool. it's, a, it's just a tough sell because it's a gear container that's like the biggest fear i think maybe yeah because i understand See, you're more likely to run into those things then i guess but yeah hmm. you're just more likely to run into those keys then rather than I just, I just hate That's refreshing the thing, right? on the flea. Just like yeah. F5-ing on the flea for 10 minutes is like the worst type of Use gameplay of, of all time. Honestly. Yeah. Oh my god, it's the worst yeah. ever. Ugh. Yeah. So bad. It's so bad. I don't I didn't, yeah, I didn't really think about this with like a dorm ski. Like, what happens when my dorm ski runs out and I haven't found the thing? Like, I have to go and do this stupid barter. I actually kind of forgot that barter existed until you mentioned it. Which is kind of good, I suppose. I guess I could get another one. Like, what what can you get a dorms marquee for? A yellow, okay. A yellow labs guard. But the thing is, they have to be finding raids. You can trade it to another player. Yellow, green, like, dude. Can you craft yellow? Uh. Or can you craft violet? Oh, it's violet. Is yeah. it violet? You use yellow, do you? Mm, yeah, that might be right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's see. I'll look it up. Tarkov. It takes a billion years to get into the hideout. Did you ever do like pre preload hideout? Yeah, it's yellow and normal goes to violet. It doesn't need to make any difference to me. I don't know whether it makes any difference to you. Like preload hideout, I still click on hideout after a raid, and it's just like, mm. yeah, same. Thinking about it, yeah. So okay, you can't you can't make yellow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's it's interesting though. Yeah, because it's the Jaeger one. I, I I forgot about this barter completely, honestly. Yeah, you try to get all three keys, use them down the one use, and then trade it in for maximum value. RBVO, which I haven't even seen. 
But it's not, it's really not worth it because, like, dude, the best thing I got out of them was an ammo box. Yeah. Like, no one cares about the ammo you get from them because you can buy it from traders when you're at that point in the game. Like, it just doesn't. It's just a no, dude. It sucks. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. For sure. Yeah, it could be done. Could be done better. Definitely. Anyways, that's my rant. Glad I got that on my system. Feels good, man. Good. We've been meaning to talk about it for ages. Yeah. We talked about it before, but I just like God. I, I, I don't think we did it every, justice. Every time the wipe happens, dude, it's just like, ah, uh, I don't. Know. It all it all comes up again, you know. And it's just like, yeah. Dude, it's just like honestly, this just this is just why the whole thing sucks. Like I, I just looked up RBP KPM, which is like one of the ingredients for the Dorms Marquee. What do people want? They want the freaking Dorms Marquee, right? That's it's a, like that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, it's like yeah, yeah. Like okay, it's like unless you have a rival's armband, and that's yeah, that's like the other part too. It's like you've already lost the founder race status, so you can't trade it. So it's like I don't know. You have to basically decide do you want to keep the valuable key that you just found and use that or do you want to trade the valuable key for an- another valuable key yeah you know what i mean it's like kind of weird i guess yeah it's it's very it's very strange you can actually trade one for a violet card i wonder that's it's kind of weird actually because like violet's like worth more quote unquote but like because you can make it there's kind of that weird thing there where why would somebody want that? Because you can make it yourself. I guess because maybe they have two of these and they think they can get one that's cheaper than doing like three yellows or whatever. I don't know. Anyway, yes, it's annoying. But those are the best spars to do, ones you can craft. Because you can, mm. even if they want like 15 military flash drives or whatever, if you craft them all in time before it gets bought up, I mean, it's like I happen to have 10 or so moonshines just sitting in my stash. I was like, okay, yeah. yeah, I can get the PKPM key or whatever it's called. Funny old system. Funny old system. I think I'm. I think I'm done with it though. I don't think I have any more key quests to do. I did them all. I just like sat there and refreshed and bought all of them and just did them all. Jesus. I was like, whatever, we'll just do them all. I ended up writing it in like a little notepad. So. I'd... Because I always I kept going through the list of quests and being like, oh yeah, I need a key for this, and then I'd look on the fleet and it wouldn't be there. But oh okay, and then I like move on, and then every like every other day I'd be like, right, what other quests have I got to do? Oh, I need a key for this. Oh, it's not there. Okay, and like I was like, right, fine. I'm actually going to write it down. I'm going to go and like systematically check for this. So let's like go in, refresh, refresh, refresh like doing other stuff, refresh, refresh, and then finally, oh yeah, here we go. There's like two twos here. There's like one for 700k and one for 400k. And I'll buy that one. Okay, I'll go to the next one. I end up getting. There was one for therapists. I think it was one of like the meds rooms on reserve or something that for some reason wasn't up yeah. there. And then there was the commander's radar station room and then mechanics, like other room. I mean, I, I spent like a huge amount of rubles, but whatever. That's why I like my, my ruble count. It's just always something. There's always something that's, you know, one eating away at my rubles until literally now. I think this is like the first time that I've been over 10 mil. This It's <laughs> pretty funny, actually, because I've just been focusing so much on progression. But it's interesting because, like, I don't have that many quests left, really. Like, mm-hmm. the, the late gamey ones, as I think I said last time, but now that I've finished Tug of Shooter 8 and, like, cleaned up another couple ones, I finished the Flashbang one on Factory finally. I finally got around to, like, 
that was another one where I'm last like, oh, I've seen the flashbang thing. Oh, well, I'm not going to do it with Zarya's. I'm going to do it with the, the flashbang rounds in the chaos. But that means I need to go to the hideout. Oh, I'm already crafting something. And then I, by the time it's finished, I've forgotten. I'm on like crafting the next thing. So again, I like wrote it down purposefully, right? Craft the flashbang rounds. Went and crafted it. Actually had a hilarious time. The first one was just found a Timmy, flashed him. He was like shooting his pistol. And then I just swept his legs out with the chaos. I felt a bit, bit sad for him, but okay, next, next one. I started in gate zero on factory, ran through the door on the right, down into the, the tunnel area, like straight across, like straight through. You know where blinking red light is, like super mm-hmm. close to it? Two dudes just in there. I was like, oh my goodness. Like, flash, <laughs> kill the first guy, like run through. But they were both just kind of like, oh, like looking around <laughs> like this. And I was like, oh my God. And I ran back in, but my, my gun didn't reload and I didn't notice. And um, the other guy, like, he was just kind of like stumbling about. And I was like, oh, hello. Sorry, I killed your friend. And we ended up like making friends. And he like looted his, his friend's stuff. And I was oh. like, I just needed him. I just needed to kill. And he was like, yeah, we're really new. We weren't really sure what was going on. I just like beast in with like a fate. Like I had um, I had like a Gen Four assault on, mm-hmm. <laughs> like face visor. It's like flash his friend and like chaos his legs out, and they're both just like, "What's happening?" And like the guy takes his friend's like MP5, and I was like, I unlocked the the um the back door so he could like get out. Because I was like, "Oh, you can either go like, do you need to do something?" Or he's like, "No, not really." Like I said, "Well, you can you, know, you can come with me to office if you need to do whatever. We can loot some stuff, or you can just leave." He's like, "I think I'll just leave, please." So I was like, "Okay." So he's like took him to the the back the back door and just like let him out through there but um oh it was yeah i felt i felt quite sorry for them actually <laughs> you bully. it's just like yeah just like roll down the the um the ramp like four seconds into the raid and just like blast this dude's legs out with shrap 10 you know the timmy experience is brutal especially when you load into factory my god yeah so, ends up being kind of wholesome at least and the guy got his friend's stuff out and I gave him my bag. I was less like, I, I didn't even bring anything big. I just bought like an MBSS just in case I got like a lion or something in the safe so I could just like put it in there. But I was like, oh, you can't, you probably can't take away his stuff out with the, uh, with the sling. So like you have my bag and take his, take his stuff. Have a good one. <laughs> oh, it's funny. But yeah, there's not, I'd like this. I've got like insomnia and long line and annoying stuff like that to do, but yeah, I'm shootable in heaven. But like most of the other routine stuff is like kind of, a lot of it's kind of done. A lot of it's kind of done. It's not. It's not a great deal. Like I have to find a raven for Ragman, mm-hmm. but like therapist, I don't have anything Capra related for therapist to do. I have nothing for skier to do. Yeah. Um, Pebbles, insomnia, test driving, capturing outposts, peacekeepers, the guide, and counteraction mechanics. Just shooterborn. It's like it's the the list is really getting quite small. And then I've got to do loads of bosses. Like bosses, I'm just trying to finding bosses is impossible. Like the spawn rate's just so low. Like it's crazy. I like I still haven't killed Tagilla this way, but I haven't seen him. I play I actually, oh. I play quite a lot of factory. But I haven't I just haven't seen the guy. I haven't seen him. I think I've killed him once early in the white with Flachette when I didn't have the quest. But it was only one time. Like I've really not seen him at all. I've still got to do him, I've still got to kill Killer, got to kill kill the Rashala bodyguards, got to kill Sturman, got to kill Sanitar. Like it's nuts. I, like I just yeah. don't. I'm not seeing these guys. I did. I I did actually kill Sanitar like like two raids before I got the quest. I was like, you have to be kidding me, because I think it comes after like one of the rogue, the rogue shooting ones. Man, it was just so annoying. 
I do feel so, like, like there's not that many. I'm on Lone Line 2, and I mean, we played late, or I used to play really like early, early morning, like peak degen hours, and uh, mm. wasn't a lot of PMCs in the mall, but um, or on the map in general. But I don't know, yeah, it's I'm... probably more a product of peak time in the US than uh, player count or Maybe. whatever. Maybe I'm I'm level forty four. Like I need another two hundred k to get to forty five, and then I'll get long line. I haven't got that yet, but we're getting there. Not too not too bad. Are you max strength? Probably... No way. Remember we had this conversation last time. Like my strength is like super low. I don't understand how because your endurance thirty. What's your endurance? My endurance is twenty two, and my strength oh, is thirty. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, so you're more of an but even I... split. So that's kind of. Yeah, but I don't walk as much. Remember, we looked at this last time. Like, I think you'd walked like thirty percent more than me. Yeah, kilometers yeah, traveled. Yeah. You were like over a thousand, and I'm still at like seven fifty now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, for some reason, I thought your strength was like much higher than your endurance, but I don't. No, know. mine's got even. I've been focusing quite a lot on getting endurance up mm-hmm. and going in underweight. I even did the tried and tested. I had the whole chat just going like, no. Like the tried and tested church, throw everything on the ground, do like one one lap of the yes, woods extract dude. before picking my stuff up. I was like, is it worth it? You know, just like drop all the kits, just get a fractional extra piece of endurance. Everyone in chance is being man. like, this is a way to get shot in the head, you know. I'm like, whatever, it's fine. Dude. Progression is more important than money. My buddy is so, like, I don't want to say bad, but he's, because he's like, technically it's like the thing to do, but. Like, his assault rifle skills are already at 30-something, I think he said. Or maybe it was 20, high 20s. Which is insane. His assault rifle skill is, like, 20-something. Every raid, he takes a SKS as a secondary with a 35-rounder and 35 rounds of HP ammo, 760 by 39 HP ammo, and he loads it up. And at the end of raid, he unpacks the thing and then does it again because the skill will reset. So let's say every raid he gets, I don't know how much it is, but let's just say it's one point per raid. Let's just say, okay. And you need 100 points to get. I mean, that's probably not, I don't so know this, what it is. He's shooting, right? He's, he shoots, no, he shoots you just, the... the. For whatever reason, the SKS, it's like the most, it's like the most in the sniper. <laughs> it's like the most in leveling sniper skills. You get assault rifle skills just for loading With in the most, SKS. Uh... For whatever reason, well, the, that's how yeah. it works. Well, the SKS counts because there's no carbine right. in the skills menu. But I didn't realize that, like, oh, okay, I guess it's the same. I didn't realize, like, well, and you top load a 35-rounder. And then at the I end of the race... it works, dude. No works. way. I did not know. I didn't know that. Yep. Also, we drop backpacks. When you pick up the backpacks, you get XP. And then when you search them, oh, you, you can, can search get each XP. other's, yeah. yeah. I mean, there's so much min-maxing Squad that you perks, do. Right? Yeah, it's just like... You could, like, if you really want to, you could, like, find, you know, damage yourself, heal up, leveling health. Like, there's so much. He doesn't use therapists. He already has max health, but he, you know, uses it. Just, like, there's so many, like, little things you can max, and the system, like, technically rewards you for it, but it's kind of, I don't know, it's silly. I can max anything. He, he's I'm an just... extremist, dude. I, I, can't, I can't go that deep, but, you know, kudos to him. I'm just, I don't know why, but, like, I'm just so bad at the skills. It just never, I don't know. There's something Skill about issue. it. Like, I min max everything. <laughs> like, actually. Like, actually. Like, I min max everything else except the skills I just always just kind of forget about. I don't, I don't know why. It's just, it doesn't. Maybe it's just because it doesn't interest me, maybe. 
I'm not yeah, sure. I mean, I'm. I mean, I will say, dude. Like, I've gotten max endurance every wipe, more or less. But mm -hmm. um, it's the first wipe I got max strength, and it feels really good, dude. <laughs> like, and this is like the watered down version, right? I mean, I think they've nerfed it like three or four times yeah. now. It feels really good. Like, I, I, I don't know. Like, I feel like I can't play another wipe without max strength. Like, it's that. Like you move, like I can. It was crazy too because I, I noticed when I got max strength, instantly I was in the raid. I was like, man, I feel well. I shouldn't say instantly, but I was in the raid. I was like, I feel a lot faster. Like, what's what's going on? I checked my skills. Like, oh, I got max strength. That's pretty cool. Because not only do you get like the perks of leveling up, but you instantly get like the the. And by perks, I mean like, you know, point one or point five yeah, percent move bit of like whatever. Right, yeah, right. But you get, like, the actual perk of, like, your guns don't want anything. So, like, it compounds on itself. So not only are you, like, you're lighter and you're moving faster because <laughs> you're lighter, but you also have max strength now. Like, it's crazy. Like, it's, I just, you just feel faster, dude. I don't know how to describe it. It's really nice. Like, uh, I feel like I need to, maybe, maybe I don't need to go that far, but I feel like maybe I need to do something. I need to, like, actually actively work on it or something. Because, like, is this crazy? I have never had max anything in any wipe really? ever. I've never had a skill. But at you max. know what? Not you, even metabolism. You weren't a full time. No, not until this wipe. This wipe so, is the first wipe. That could kind of. So that's probably why. Yeah, that could kind of make sense. Nope, not metabolism. Chat's chat's confused. Nope, <laughs> not even metabolism. Clueless. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Uh, Crazy, eh? <laughs> Crazy. I'm going to have to start thinking, like, you know, all the ridiculous tricks are going to have everybody trying in chat. Be like, what? oh, just let, we'll leave this raid in a minute, but, like, i just got to go into this barbed wire here, <laughs> drop the bag, you know, run, fire this escape off three times, you know, inject myself with a stim and wait for the thing to run <laughs> out, you know. Uh, maybe we talk about immunity next time. Yeah. I got to, like, a little bit of immunity level from literally zero. Maybe, yeah, I'll write that down so we'll talk about it next time, because I think it's kind of interesting. I didn't really, I, it never really registered with me until mm -hmm. the other day. So we'll, maybe we'll talk about that next time because I've been like having a little bit of a foray into it. We'll just we'll have a think about whether it's like even useful or something. Um, but that's for another time. Probably out of time today. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, I guess that's kind of it, man. I mean, this was kind of a bit of a rambly all over the place gab talk. I like I how you said yeah. we need to work on our intros at the start of this video. Like, yeah, we. <laughs> well, I was no help, so, you know. Oh, I know. I'm just messing, dude. Yeah. Yeah. That's no, all good. All good. <sighs> yeah. In closing, uh, yeah. anything else? Nothing going on with Tarkov. Wait for updates. Yeah, waiting for waiting for input. Do you feel like we're on the cusp of something? No. Okay. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> okay. I'm not expecting anything for like. All right. A month. <laughs> All right. Damn. Guess we'll see. <laughs> Guess I'll be uh, downloading that beta here soon for Modern Warfare 2. It's looking pretty good right now. Yeah, I might play some Modern Warfare beta over the weekend. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe even stream it. 
We'll see. All right. Well, thanks everyone for tuning in as always. Appreciate the support. We'll see you guys next week. Catch you later.